0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before the, fr- just before the, just before Friday Monday morning podcast. Uh, what's going on? How are you? Uh, I'm just checking in on you and all that bullshit. Um, I think I'm finally getting over this fucking whatever the hell I had. I think I had a touch of Ebola. You know what I mean? We just do like a wheat juice shot, of fucking wheat juice. Um, I did, I think I had a, had a little fucking Ebola in there, man. Um, stupid. I'm the worst when I get sick. I just keep, you know, plowing ahead like an asshole. My wife just sits there going like, you need to lay down. You need to lay down. You need to take this and just lay down. And then it like bothers me because she's telling me what to do, right? So then that stupid part of my brain that doesn't want to listen to people when they tell me what to do, even if they're giving me good information, Causes me to be like, yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm fucking fine. I can tell you this right now, man. Don't ever have turmeric in your life and then go commit a crime because you're going to leave a fucking trail. I mean, that shit just, it it ended up on my, I I had it down in the kitchen. It ended up on my bathroom towel. I went on the internet and I, I got one of those stupid fucking, um, you know, recipes, take some garlic and some lemon and some turmeric and some fucking honey. It's got to be all natural, honey. Make this concoction and and ginger and boil it all up and all of this shit, you know? Oh, no, I didn't do the turmeric one. I did the one with the orange. And then... <coughs> see how it worked? Then somebody else made the turmeric one. And son of fuck did I... Well, I know what happened. I spilt a little on the floor and I just took, I was in the bathroom because I went upstairs to drink it and then I put it on my towel and it looked like look, my towel was glowing. I'm like, what is that? It looks like a, like got highlighters on it. I found out it's turmeric, which evidently is really good for your liver, especially after you did like five nights in a row of NyQuil, which is like taking, you know, George Foreman body shots without blocking them, I guess, to your liver for like five nights in a row. So, um I don't know. I don't know what the what the hell this thing is, but I I'm, I'm, I think I'm finally past it. Um anyway, it's nice uh it's nice to sort of be back. And I go on the road tomorrow, right? Or today when this thing's coming out, right? Oh my goodness. I go to Jacksonville, Florida, right? That's every most people when they go to Florida, they go to Miami. Or they go to Tampa. Not me. I go in feet first. If I'm going to Florida, I'm going to Florida. All right? I'm going to go to the part of Florida that scares most people that live in my city. (laughs) I'm going to go to Jacksonville, Florida. Should be an easy show now that Trump is, you know, starting back up again. Um Oh, my God, that fucking asshole's coming back. That means Joe Biden's going to win again. Jesus, can we, get, can we get away from these two fucking people? This is like, the two of them are like when Freddy Krueger and fucking, you know, uh, Jason started making, didn't they do that? Freddy versus Jason. And you did one of those movies, you're like, who the fuck am I supposed to be rooting for here? Um, anyway, um, so I'll be dealing. So anyway, they will be in a good mood. So that's that's good. Um, And then, you know, who doesn't want to be in Florida this time of year? What East Coaster doesn't want to be in Florida in like November? You know? Starting to get cold up. north. Oh, wait, I live in Los Angeles. You know what? I don't. I don't. Because I'm already living in that weather. Actually, you know what I I do like about living in L.A. is going to Florida like Jacksonville is a straight shot. You literally just get in the airplane and he gets over the 10 and he follows it from LAX in Santa Monica and follows it all the way to Jacksonville. Do you realize that? How long that goddamn street is? Or a highway? I mean, that is fucking insane that people did that, that they all got together, you know? I'm sure Native Americans had something to do with it or, uh, you know, black people that didn't get credit. I have no idea. At some point, they'll make the the true Hollywood story about whoever built the fucking 10 freeway. Um. Anyways, but how about the Bruins and the Celtics? All right, it is football and basketball season, and who has the hottest fucking arena in the league? That would be the TDF Bank North Garden Illuminati Bilderberg Center, where the two of them play. Bruins 14 and 2, baby. Um, rapidly approaching their greatest start ever from 1930, whatever. Um, I heard what's his face, Jack Edwards, say it the other night. It was 1930 something. We started off at 19 and 2. Um, we are 14 and 2. Celtics have pretty much a similar record, which is great with the fiasco that happened with our coach, who's now suspended. It's great to see that we can just fucking hit the ground running. And uh, lit the two Js, and everybody's just moving right along. It's fucking fantastic. Um, you know, we're not like these other states and cities that need, like, 52 fucking teams in each goddamn sport. Couple, two, three here, two over here, one over here. We got, we got four, one in each sport, and they all fucking win. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. One starts losing, the other guys pick it up. It's been an amazing run, so... I was thinking, you know, I don't think anybody's ever won a Stanley Cup and an NBA championship in the same year, in the same building. I know they've gone to the finals because uh, the Bruins and the Celtics, Celtics were in the NBA finals and the Bruins were in the Stanley Cup final. Or is it the other way around? I always forget. Um, In like the late 80s. And it was into June and it was so hot in the building because the old Boston Garden did not have um, air conditioning. And I remember the ice was all slushy on purpose because we were trying to slow down the Edmonton Oilers. There was literally like fog. It was a marine layer over the... Uh, <laughs> over. There was so much humidity above the ice that when the air came within content, contact of the ice the air was then cooled to its dew point, to the dew point, which is when moisture becomes visual visible. I still remember that from my private pilot test. Um, and that's when uh, my uncle, Glenn Wesley, just shot it over the crossbar. I remember that one. Then you had that, uh, who was it? That Reagan, Reagan? the fuck was our goaltender? Um, anyway. They're doing great. And how about that call I made Monday night? The commanders. Not only did they cover eleven points, they won the fucking game, and that's good for all those old ass dolphins who want to fucking celebrate. Like you know, nobody's broken their fucking record yet, which is the stupidest thing ever. Um, you know, it's like nobody ever is because. <laughs> Just to tie their record now gets you out of the regular season. I think it's one of the sillier fucking things out there. But you know, if that helps those old guys out, I guess that's all right. But I was rooting for the Philadelphia Eagles to do, and rooting for somebody to do it. Um, but then I think that then what they're going to do for the rest of their lives is now that's tradi- the, the uh, tradition is that you got to like hate on the young- the younger players or whatever, whatever the fuck that is. Um, that would be like me being an old comedian, you know. And if you had like. The most successful stand-up special of all time. you know, every time a comedian put out a special and it wasn't the more successful than yours, you'd like drink a little bit of champagne. Um, sorry, I'm still on, on a lot of fucking cold medication right now. Um, I golfed on Monday. I had a great time with uh, Andrew and Peter from uh, was it louder? That clothing line, I had a fucking blast with them. It was just fun watching them play. They were so goddamn good. Um, And then there was another guy, uh, uh, Tommy Irons, we were calling him. Because once he switched from his clubs to his irons, he started smashing the fucking ball off the tee. Um, Had his own uh, winery. You know, and I get golf. You meet all these fucking interesting people, and what they do for a living is really interesting. And then you 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 walk around and just give each other shit, joke around, and all of that stuff, and break balls. Um, I don't know where the carving up the United States happened, but it definitely does not happen out on the golf course. At least as far as my experience. And listen to this. Oh, Billy Freckles was out there. Um, I played terrible, even for me. Like I forgot how I had, you know, mastered my own little Charles Barkley swing. But, uh, someone was nice enough to take a slow-mo video of it. And, oh, my God, it's, it is a thing of ugly, you know? Um, it's sort of a smoothed-out Charles Barkley, but at least Barkley goes all the way back. Um, but I don't stop at any point. Uh, anyway, uh... 18 fucking holes. I got through 15 and then I had to leave because I had some shit to do with the movie. But um, I had a fucking blast and um, we were playing out in Camarillo and we were right near the airport. And I've flown out there, had lunch out there a million times, flying out there. And it was really cool to see the airport, you know, from that golf course. I'm always flying over it to be on the hill and looking down at it and shit. And a uh, great bunch of people. Uh, comedy gives back is the name of the, uh, the charity. And, um, but anyway, I had to take off fucking early, but, um, I gotta be honest with you again. Like, I just, I don't know if I got it in me. I can do nine holes. 18 holes is just like, I don't know. You feel like you're on jury duty, you know? Um, I will say I was amazed though at how well those two guys from louder were just fucking crushing the ball. I mean, just straight, a mile, anytime they wanted to. Um, you know, I felt like I was watching ESPN highlights. It was fucking awesome. Um, so anyway, I'm getting geared up here to do some shows. Got to make sure I fucking rest the voice there. I have no idea what's going on in the world, so this should be fucking interesting. Um Still haven't smoking any cigars, no soda, no weed. My coffee is off the fucking rails. I mean, you got to do something, right? You know, usually I would be going to the gym, but I'd just been <coughs> and doing this all fucking week. Um, you know what's funny? I borrowed my wife's car. And she had on a playlist. She had this this artist, Bia. Bia Bia Bia. And I started listening to it. And the drum tracks were really cool. And she was, like, fucking hilarious. And then I found out she was from Massachusetts. And I downloaded the album. And I fucking loved it. I've been listening to that, like, nonstop. Um, it's kind of funny. Like, some of the funniest women out there are, like, rappers. You know, Bia Bia. Bia Bia? Is that how you say Cardi B, Megan the Stallion. You know, I was... My wife listens to all that in the car. I was just listening to their stuff and I was fucking cracking up. Um, And the drums are great too, you know? It's all this weird shit that a human being wouldn't think to do, I feel. Um, And I also feel it's a Cardi B song for drummers out there. Download that one, Money. And it's got these hits, right? In the beginning, just on piano with a little bass drum underneath it. It's on the one. Next bar, it's on the two. And then it's on the one. And it's fun to like solo, try to solo. I mean, I can't do that, but like in between those and then coming out on those hits is, uh, I don't know. I find that a little more fun than a, listening to a fucking metronome. Um, so anyway, let me uh, let me do a little bit of the fucking reads here. Uh, Jesus Christ, here's another phone call. Hang on a second. All right, I'm back, I'm back. I had to take a quick phone call there. Um, anyway. Oh, you know what I did last night? I watched a fucking highlight reel of Dick, Dick Butkus. Holy shit. What a fucking joy that was to watch. Um, Talk about a guy who could play in any era. Um, I, I, haven't, I haven't watched a Dick Butkus highlight reel in a long time. And it was just fucking... It just took me back to when I was a kid. There was something about those highlights from the 60s and the color and that that NFL film is just like, and then also it's right before those cookie cutter stadiums got made in like, you know, the late 60s, early 70s, a lot of them, you know, and uh, you see like teams playing in like baseball stadiums and shit, like baseball stadiums that don't even fucking exist anymore, on, like, so on, like, two levels. It's like the football team is playing in the baseball team, a baseball stadium that no longer exists. And just watching that guy on every play, just beating the fuck out of people. You know, whenever I saw Indamica Sue play and get in trouble and all that, like, I never felt he was like a dirty player. I just looked at that guy like that guy is playing in the wrong era like I'm telling you if you you anybody out there who's good at like um you know splicing shit together you could make a video of dick Buckus sam Huff uh uh um uh, uh Deacon Jones all of those guys all right the fearsome foursome the purple people leaders doomsday defense you could drop in Damakasu, right in there, with the same fucking music, and other than the the turf that he's playing on and how glossy it's gonna look, um, that guy would fit in like that shit where he stood when he got up and he stepped on that guy. And people like, oh my
1: god, that was a
0: so it's just like, I mean, that was just how it was done. <laughs> you should really watch some of those old NFL films if you get a chance. Specifically, the uh, Oakland Raiders of the seventies, the Soul Patrol, and those fucking guys—they like they didn't want to break up the pass. They wanted you to catch the ball so they could basically assault you. Um, one of them, like they would, they would—you'd be running out of bounds, and the guy would just—he had like a cast on his arm. He would just come all the way back and then just. His tackle was he would just forearm smash the side of your head and knock you out. Um, Speaking of which, somebody was showing me Dana White just bought some league. of You know those videos where people just stand there and they let each other slap each other? Like that's going to be like uh, a, a new sports league and like the gambling potential of that is like right up there with drag racing, which was one of the easiest things I ever gambled on. I remember going into it and this guy would just be standing up and everybody in our section was gambling and he would just point to one side of the track and people put their money on that one and then point it to the other and you, just, you could just sit there and gamble all day and sit in the sun and fucking drink beer. You're going to be able to do that with this slap fest, whatever the hell they call. Um, my only thing... Uh, uh is i hope those kids the people who are doing that put an earplug in or something because if somebody slaps you that hard and catches your ear boxes your ear your fucking eardrum's going to explode i would think you know me you know most people are about the cte right now i'm about protecting protecting the ears everybody's trying to protect the brain now i'm i'm, I'm not um anyway um Decided to look into, uh, oh, Karen Bass becomes first woman elected as Los Angeles. I thought she already was the mayor. I had no idea. Oh, so L.A.'s Giuliani didn't get in. Giuliani meets uh, Bloomberg. Um, Oh, my God. Donald Trump is back. Jesus Christ. Just when you thought it was safe. To go on Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Do we got to listen to the liberals fucking whining slash helping to promote the guy? Um, anyway, uh, I will tell you this. I am going to fucking ignore this election like, you know, a relative's coming to the town that you don't want to fucking see. Not even a relative. I actually get along with my relatives. Let's let's, let's fucking frame that better. Let's say uh, I get along with my wife's friends. All right. Let's just say my wife had somebody who was a fucking loudmouth asshole. You know what I mean? And then had another friend who was started to say something and forgot what they were saying in the middle of it. Just imagine if they had both of them over the house for fucking two years. Uh, I would definitely figure out a reason to go out to the garage. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Um, um anyways <coughs> fuck. Um oh Jesus Christ. Look at them just still going after Dave Chappelle here. What the fuck you know what I mean? It's unbelievable. They they leave the FDA alone, they leave pharmaceutical companies alone, and they just will fucking tur- oh no, try to turn over every fucking stone they can. Um, I, you know, I saw that monologue. It was, it was fucking, it's a great monologue. Yeah, it was measured. Like, what is the problem? It was jokes. Fucking unreal. Um, you know, you would think the guy came up with synthetic heroin and got people addicted to it and a bunch of people's relatives died. You'd think that that's what happened. Um, all right, let's do some reads here. Um, Helix, everybody. Helix? Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand that provides tailor mattresses based on your unique sleeping preferences. The Helix lineup includes 14 unique mattresses. 14 like Steve Grogan, including a collection of luxury models. Huh? A mattress for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So, how will you new? Know, new? How will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your front door free of charge. Helix knows that there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it uh, in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night risk-free trial. Try out your new Helix mattress, see how your body adjusts, and if you decide it doesn't, it's not the best fit, you're welcome to return it for a full refund. Gross! Uh, plus, Helix mattresses are American-made. Yeah, fucking made right here in the old fucking USA. And come with a 10- or 15-year warranty depending on the model. I think it depends if you're not like, you know, like thrashing around in the throes of a, uh, you know, if you're kicking heroin in it and you sweat all over it, you probably knocks off five years, right? And remember, you get to try it out for a 100-night risk-free. If you don't, if you, risk-free. If you don't love it, I know you will. But if you don't, they will pick it up for you and give you back a full refund. What is there to risk? You try it out. If it's not the best night's sleep you ever got, you fucking give it back to them. Thanks for letting me try it out. Right? You can't do that with a pizza. Uh, don't want to take my word for it. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving sleep. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash burr. With Helix, better sleep starts now. And I'll tell you right now, if you get one of those mattresses, lay off the fucking coffee. Woo! Um, anyways, Bruins got the flyers. The filthy fucking flyers. Um, I was watching some of their highlights the other, uh, the other day. Remember when Chelios elbowed that guy in the fucking head on the flyers and uh, sent him to the, uh, to the infirmary? And then a few games later, Ron Hextall came skating out of the fucking goal and attacked Chelios. I mean, those were the days. Those were the days. And you knew when you were there. Um, Here's the thing. I uh, signed up for the center rice package and all of that shit. Is it me? Or, you know, I used to sign in on NHL.com and I could fucking watch the games. But now I feel like because they're on ESPN, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. Am I nuts? Can somebody fucking uh, twiddle at me or uh, Insta, Instagram Instagrammy Instagram at me? Um, By the way, I'm getting excited uh, and I'm getting nervous. Um, I got my pickup trucks coming, all right? My little Christmas gift to myself. I ordered it fucking months ago and this complete absolute fucking horseshit that there's not enough computer chips is just one of the biggest lies I've ever heard in my life. Like, why are there not enough computer chips? It's just like the oil companies. Oh, they, they just stopped producing it, you know? So now the price is going to go through the roof and then whoever's president is going to get fucking blamed for it, you know? It's like, why aren't there enough chips? Um, I think that they're just getting something about CarMax and people ordering cars online. I think they're trying to phase out or what, how the way Tesla sells cars. I think they're jealous of that. So now they're acting like there's this fucking shortage and there isn't. And uh, that's my, I think the, the future is when you go in to buy a car, there's just going to be one price, no salesman. Everybody gets fucked. And uh, you order it and we'll talk to you. We'll get your money immediately. And then we will talk to you in about six months. I think that that's how it's going to go down. I think that's that's the way that they want to do it. Um, And if they made jokes about that And did a monologue As a stand-up comedian uh, On SNL I think that they would actually Maybe get investigated And they would try to figure out Like what was going on I don't know I don't know what to say here All right. Other than that I'm trying to conserve my voice Because I have three shows this weekend I want to thank everybody Out in the great state of Florida Everybody's going to be in a good mood Your boy's coming back, huh? Orange Jesus (coughs) with the greatest comb-over since Mayor White in Boston. He had a great comb-over. In my lifetime, it was where it was supposed to be, and by the end of his mayoral run or his tenure as mayor, it was, like, literally, like, um, just above his ear, and he was just combing all of it over the top of his head. It looked fucking horrendous. Um, I always wondered what that looked like in the shower. When you had a hairdo like that. Like one side of your body, your head. It's like your hair is above your ear. And then on the other side, you look you look like half of Ben Franklin. You know? It's like, you know, what if Ben Franklin and Tim Conway had a baby um god bless the wife that just fucking hangs in there with that i mean that's just fucking i saw a guy with a full head of hair the other day you do that a lot as a bald guy like you look at somebody around your age like oh look at that son of a bitch god loves him um and i was looking at this guy and he but he had a haircut that made it look like he was wearing a toupee He had like this newscaster level, local newscaster still fucking crushing it at the Applebee's hair, right? And he had it combed back, but then for whatever reason, the the front of it, he had it brushed down into bangs, just like maybe like an eighth of an inch, and then cut straight across. So he gave himself, like he had it lined up, you know? like how the black guys do it, you know? But he was like, he wasn't a white guy. I don't know what he was, but it made it look like like that's what his hair was. And then it was bald behind it and they just set this fucking, you know, cowlick shit behind it. It was actually kind of fascinating. And There was a moment where I was like, if I don't stop looking at this, I'm gonna get into a fight. So I just took my cup of coffee and I walked out. I mean, that's how I, that's how you do it as an old dad with two bad shoulders. You know, when you feel the confrontation coming, you know, you just you just walk away with your coffee. That's just how it goes. And there's not even a moment's shame. You know, that's how old you are. You just walk away and you're glad you're still, your pancreas is intact. You're not going to lose your spleen and you don't have to get all new fucking teeth. Because some guy with a cowlick and bangs stomped your face in while a bunch of fucking barista with fisherman hats watched. I don't understand why if you make coffee you have to wear a knitted hat like you're about to have a snowball fight regardless of the environment. Oh, Bill, are you doing coffee house material now? I think I am. You know? I think this might be part of my chunk this weekend when I go to Jacksonville, Orlando, Florida and I don't know where I am going. I don't know where I'm going. Clearwater. Murky water, gator water. Um, I have no idea where I'm going. But you know what? There is some college football. I wonder what's going to happen. What do you guys think about fucking Michigan, Ohio State coming up? Is Michigan going to go into the horseshoe that's not really a horseshoe anymore? They're going to go in there and kick them in the dick? Can you imagine two years in a row? Those loudmouth fans just fucking eating it. Oh, my God. At the Ohio State University. The team that always seems to make the playoffs and get their fucking asses kicked every fucking time with the most boring goddamn playoff game ever. I'm just fucking with you. You win once every 10 years. Um, all right, that's it. I think I've been a cunt enough. Uh God bless you. Go fuck yourselves. Enjoy the next... Uh, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the music picked out by the great Andrew Themelis. Um... And uh, well, then we have a bonus episode of, the, of, a, of another episode of the Thursday afternoon just before Friday Monday Morning Podcast from a Thursday previous to this one. All right, that's it. I'll see you. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it is uh, time for a special edition of the Monday Morning Podcast. You know, every once in a while, um, old Freckles here goes out and gets himself a guest. And uh, today is no different, which is why we have a special podcast for this weekend. I can't think of, uh, this is probably the biggest, it's got to be the biggest guest I've had, an absolute legend. And usually when people say this shit, they they can't, you know, people, you can't follow it. But believe it or not, I have, uh, from Aerosmith... Legendary lead guitarist Joe Perry uh, on the Monday Morning Podcast. How are you, buddy? I'm really good, thanks. Uh, I don't know about the biggest part. I mean, most
2: people say you look bigger, and I mean, you look smaller in person. But uh, it, don't you hate that, that? That don't matter. I mean, you know, it's all it's all about the camera angle and all that stuff. But uh, thanks, I appreciate that that intro. And uh, do you get it's, that it's a great lot? Great to be here today.
0: Oh, sorry. Do you get that? A lot of people say that to me, like, like, I don't know why they think I was tall. I'm average height. I'm just under 5'10". And then they always come walking up. They're like, oh, I thought you'd be a lot bigger. It's just, it's the way that, that the camera,
2: because usually a camera, again, technically, I mean, the camera's kind of down at eye level because they want to get you straight on. Right. And Or sometimes they'll shoot you from a little below, so it's really hard to tell. Um, to get any kind of perspective, you know what I mean? Right. Unless you know how tall the person is, you're standing next to, that
0: kind of thing. Well, um, I get it with you. It's like you're playing like, you know, the L.A. Coliseum and you're on like a 40-foot stage. I mean, I'm standing in some chuckle hut. It's just like I'm maybe <laughs> six inches taller than I am when I'm not on stage. So um, I don't know. It's always like sometimes I just think people just say shit to say shit. Like do you? how, how do you yeah. deal with like – you know what like amazes me about before oh, boy, before we get going here uh the reason why joe Perry's here he's got a new unbelievable book uh Joe barry uh, Joe Perry my life in and out of aerosmith uh, that's available now and if I'm if uh, I'm not mistaken it already went number one correct
2: well I think it was number t- – it was on the, it's in the top ten uh was in the top ten uh uh, New York Times bestseller list. Um, it was at, uh, in the top
0: ten for two weeks, and this is why your career it, has lasted it, it, for so long because you're dishonest. Most people would have just been like, "Yeah, man, yeah, well, number one, all over the place." Yeah, but it's
2: it's like anybody that, that uh, you know sees it. They, they, but the thing is, it's it all they say is top top seller, and they print that on the top, and that's kind of like the stamp. It says that at least more than one person has read it, and, uh, and the other thing is, is, I'm not here just because of the book. I'm here because you're, you're a bud from way back, and I've been looking forward to doing a podcast with you anyway. Oh, that's for awesome for man. a while. So it's uh, yeah, it gives me a chance to yak about the book, but I also get a chance to have some laughs for a change. You know? Good
0: deal. And I promise, I'm going to try to steer away from the usual. You know, So what's Steven like? What's, uh, how do you pick out your leather pants or whatever? Although I might ask you that one because no, I don't think uh, – You I don't can ask
2: that. me anything you want, and, and I guarantee the, the, the uh, answers will be totally different than they've been from, from before because a lot of it, it's not so much the questions. It's how they're asked and who's asking
0: them. Oh, okay. All right. I like that. Well, let me – here's one for you is what blows my mind nowadays with the whole Twitter thing and Facebook and the whole interactive thing was back in the day – um, there was no way for me to ever write you something that you would ever, I guess, fan mail or something like that. Just the level of like interaction that people can have. In fact, like when I, when I bought your first albums, it was like, uh, maybe 80, 81 or something like that. So this was just before MTV. Right. I didn't even know who was who. Cause I'd turn over the album. Sure. Well, I guess I got greatest hits first and they didn't have a picture of you guys. But, uh, when I got like toys in the attic or something, I remember I turned it over and I was trying to figure out which one Steve which one's Joe, you know, who's Tommy and all right. that type of stuff. Um, what, how have you felt like having lived the old way, before, like pre, even like pre-MTV where people didn't, you know, for them, let's say well, hardcore fans, they had no idea what you looked like, so you oh, could be sure. a little more anonymous if you yeah. walk down the street to like this whole thing now where people can be like, uh, nice book, asshole, why'd you pick this picture? You know, you're <laughs> sitting there eating toast in your fucking kitchen. <laughs> how, how, that, doesn't it annoy this shit? I hate the fucking heckles when I'm at home. Well, it's, it's interesting because you got, one thing is you
2: got to keep in mind that it's a very small percentage of the people that are out there. So you, you know, a lot of times you can get like sucked into the whole Twitter thing or Facebook or all that stuff, the, 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 all the different, different outlets that, that there right. are, and you can go god i can 't believe that people think that or or how could they say that and it's like you got to remember that it's like maybe one of one percent that are actually like you know looking at it but uh um, well, how long is the great take scheme you? of things you know but it's kind of like uh uh uh, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It gives people a voice, and you, it's kind of like the like we've said before. The uh, it's like the town square, and you're hanging out in the town square, and anybody can say what they want. Some people want to stand on a soapbox so they can be heard, and very often they get carried away in a white uh, in a white uh, jacket. But uh, uh,
0: <laughs> so you know, how long did most, it take the, for you to get to this Zen place? Cause it's something that I kind of bad, like most times I'm like, all right, whatever. Hey, you know, whatever. The last eight were good. What are they all going to be good? But like just every once in a while, somebody just writes something so mean that I get like an urge to like, I just wish there was an app where you could find out where they lived Uh, and just drive over. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I drive over and then lose a fight to them, but you know, (laughs) in my fantasy, I win.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, sometimes you have to do that to let off some steam, but, uh, uh, not actually do it, but just kind of go through the mental process. But the point is, is that uh, uh, you, you read some of that stuff, and it can be so mean spirited because they know that they're anonymous, and it's like kind of a drag. But uh, I don't know. Lately, it's been uh, uh, pretty positive okay you know it's been kind of even and uh you know you just kind of pay attention to to the different ones i mean some people will only listen to to like one particular thing or they'll kind of uh you know drop into at different phases and things like that so i don't know it's just just another outlet uh but uh, but sometimes we we do use it for uh, input, when we're talking about a set list, you know, we're right. on the road. We'll, we're thinking about, you know, what should we put in there? And sometimes somebody will will tweet a
0: song and we'll go, I think we remember how to play that one. We'll uh, throw yeah. it in the set. Can I you know? can I put out a request? Of course. One that I've always wanted to see play live. It's off your first album, uh, Moving Out.
2: Well, let me write that down because uh, <laughs> that's one song that we do play once in a while. Do you fact, play that live? We played it, uh, I think, the second to last show of the tour. And...
0: We went right into Walking the Dog. Oh, you did? So it
2: was kind of like, you
0: know. I think your first album is so underrated because that, if I remember correctly, you basically, uh, you guys, even after you sold that album, you hadn't gone national yet. And it was kind of like, um, you kind of got like New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, Massachusetts, of New England and maybe just into Connecticut and New York. Yeah, Um,
2: exactly. And it was just, it was really like... uh, it was an uphill fight, Ma. You know, I yeah. mean, it was. Uh, <laughs> you know, people think, you know, and, and looking from the outside, you know, and they're looking at the at the trade magazines, and, and then all of a sudden, there's a, there's a band on the on the charts, and it seems like they're overnight. But you know, you, you forget. I mean, and it, and it goes. It's been it's been the same ever since the Beatles. I mean, the Beatles spent. Years and years in those clubs in Hamburg, sleeping in the bathroom, working hard, I mean, busting their ass, and the same thing with, with us. I mean, we worked the clubs and and it kind of spread out, and we, you know, we'd go through through uh, Ohio and play, you know, all all the towns in Ohio, right, and then uh, making our way to Detroit, and Detroit, of course, their favorite band was. Jay Giles, so they were willing to give another band from Boston a listen and give us a second chance you know and uh when we went out there they they really uh took us to heart and then uh, coming back to boston the uh the first album uh, was uh had had come and kind of gone, but uh, the record company gave us another chance and we did the second record and then they re- re-released Dream on and uh it started to get played on the radio that was back when djs could actually play what they wanted i know right you know it's i mean crazy could, now you know you could actually go up there and and talk to them play them something and if it was any good they would play it you know it was pretty cool
0: that's amazing you know what i was just back uh back east doing dennis and cam's uh comics come home yeah and believe it or not it was the 20th The 20th anniversary of that show. And I remember one of the times I did it, you came out and played with the band, which was awesome. And um, I'll tell you one thing that strikes me is every time I go back to Boston, because I moved away in 95, it becomes less and less like what I left. And I'm going to be, oh, I'm going to get a greasy slice of pizza here, and then it's gone. And I'm just – I'm finding it – all these areas that used to be scary are getting, like, nicer and nicer. And I remember – you, what always kills me was when they talk about when you guys were struggling. They're like, "Yeah, we were all struggling. We were all living in this beat up apartment on Commonwealth Avenue, which is like Park Avenue now uh, in, 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 uh, in downtown Boston." And I was wondering, do you do you miss like when you go back, go through Boston? I don't know how often you get to go back there. Do you um, do you like the direction it went with the whole big dig and? Well, turning Southie well, into like a bunch of condos and
2: crap. Certainly the big dig was, uh, uh was an event in everyone's life who lives in Boston. But, uh, I mean, it was, there's no doubt. And, you know, why did most- they just
0: make one fucking lane? They turned everything. It was like, it was a complete waste of time. Oh, other than aesthetically I'm fucking, you know, I was driving to the airport as I went to the airport. You know, I tried to take the Ted Williams title. So yeah. I get off. I have a 7 a.m. flight. It's like quarter to five in the morning. And so I get off the Ted Williams um, exit, and then I get to the fork in the road. We make a left to do it, and there's all these fucking cones set up. So then I have to go by that and the Catalan Tunnel, flipping the fuck out, cursing Boston up and down for the, the, the fucking state worker meathead. And I don't even think that they, they did it by accident. I literally think that they do it on purpose. And then you fucking go through all of the bullshit. And once again, it's one lane to get to the airport. So it was like, what was the purpose of all of that?
2: You know, it, it's like, go figure. I mean, there's, there's, it's all about progress under the name of progress. I mean, that's what this whole country's built on and, and growth and all that. And. I mean, I think that, that things have to change there. I don't. Want, I don't want to get into that right now. But but the bottom line is, uh, are you going to run for, for office? Stuff? I just. I haven't been been home that much. I've been out here. You know, from the time we were working on the, uh, the the last Aerosmith record, and then going on the road, and then coming back and finishing the record, and then going on the road again, and then working on the book. All through that, i have been spending all my time here, and. Uh, um, I
0: know you sound like you caught a cold a little bit
2: and he, well, the, the allergies here, it's like, it's really <laughs> wet, you know, in the back here they've got, he's got, uh, it's beautiful. I mean, he's got like fountains everywhere and, uh, it's just beautiful. But, um, but the allergies get you. And I, I was just reading, uh, an article in one of the, like the Huffington post or one of those, one of those things. And they were saying how that, that people's, uh, People's allergies—not allergies, but their their whole nasal thing was was like starting to, like uh, react to the to a lot of the differences because they travel so much and and there are so many different uh, things that affect people. And right. so they're they're, they're no, If they, if you're wondering why your nose is dripping, it's, it's why because you, your nose is working overtime. It's got nothing to do with. Uh, anything from Being south of the border anything? you know or anything like that it's just strictly <laughs> your your body reacting to uh to the uh to the different stuff in the air, whether it's pollen. I mean, I know in, in Massachusetts, there's that time of the year where all the, the pine pollen comes down and it covers your car
0: green and all yeah, that. Yeah, you get sick then too. Oh, uh, get like it's it's
2: got, it's, got, it's got to drive you nuts. It's terrible. It's it's like. Uh,
0: How do you handle that if you have like a show? If you're doing a Joe Perry thing, uh, Joe Perry project, where you have to sing. Well, I have
2: uh, to use a little bit of that spray, you know, that, uh, you know, that you get at the at the drugstore and it works as long as you don't use too much of it, you know, but it works and it's, uh, and,
0: uh, then you get through it. That shit never works for me. Somebody gave me that the other day. I'm doing a cartoon. Um, oh, we got to get you, uh, like we have music and stuff in between your projects. Really? Yeah. We're kind of doing this thing. It takes place in like the seventies. I can't give too much of it away. It's not coming out for like another year, but, uh. You know, we're we're, we're we're doing some stuff, uh, period stuff from the seventies. Like you remember when Plant and Page used to do that call and response thing on the guitar? Oh, yeah. He'd be like, "Oh ah, yeah, yeah." Ah, yeah. Wah, wah. So we kind of got some people listening to music like that. And um, I, I, as I was driving over here today, I was like, "Jesus Christ!" You know, I mean, I, sh- I should have got you in on the fucking thing. We're having somebody uh, try to put together like a song for us or whatever, but. Uh, I'd love to have you come in, maybe even do a voice or something like that at some well, point. Well, that's one of the good things about
2: uh, about all this technology is you don't have to be in the same room at the same time. You know, I mean, certainly there's an advantage to that. But you know, if if you can't be there physically, you can certainly you know send the files and you can work on it and talk on the phone. I mean, I just did a um, an over an overdub on uh, one of Johnny Winter's songs. Uh, God rest his soul. Uh, and, uh, you know, he called me up and said, do you want to play on the record? And I said, yeah, great. And uh, they sent me the files and said, I played on it. And, uh, like right from your the house? Record. Yeah. Well, uh, Jesus. here there's a studio right oh. next door. So uh, we went in and, and cut some uh, Well, as you've
0: noticed, I'm not too good with technology. i got to tell my listeners the embarrassing beginning to my podcast. I was in a rush to get over here. I'm freaking out. Joe Perry from Aerosmith and I show up. I got two microphones. I got everything, but I only have one mic cord. And rock star Joe Perry goes, "I'll go next door and get one." Like he's getting, all, like he has all cool neighbors. So like he's, <laughs> like I'd go over and get a cup of sugar. He goes over and gets a microphone cord.
2: Well, um, you know, it would stand to reason I hang around with, with kind of musical people. But also that we stay at the hotel, the Sunset Marquee. I don't know where you stand, but they have a studio downstairs and that 's the only hotel I know of in the world where you can call room service and get a microphone at two in the morning
0: is that I right
2: mean, if you 're like uh, i mean i 've done a lot of uh, of writing in fact there 's a picture of me uh, in in the in the room uh, working on one of the songs for the record and uh, you know and, and we just set up with the with the computer and the some some outboard gear and some microphones, and we uh, will be sitting there. And, and I actually wrote the song there, and some of the tracks actually made it on the record. But, you know, we're just sitting in the living room, you know, and it's uh, and I needed a mic cord, and I
0: called down, and they had it there, and it was... Do you uh, find that that but, new, new technology makes you... Uh more creative or is it like, you know, sometimes there's people out here where even if they like write, they're sitting there going like, well, I got to at least have an office where I go to sit down and write. Cause if I don't, I'm sitting here, the TV's here, the kitchen's here. I'm not going to create. Do you find, uh, the new technology where wherever you go, there's a studio makes you procrastinate more or do you work, work more? It's
2: definitely, uh, a lot more, uh, a lot. It, it takes a lot more, uh, get up and go to to do it because there are so many more distractions. There's there's no doubt about it. Everything from, you know, a thousand channels on TV to to whatever you're into. I mean, uh, football 24 hours a day. I mean, whatever. There's so many things that, you know, it's an advantage because you can can choose. But on the other hand, it's like uh, to be able to record in your own house can be like the worst thing and the best thing. I mean... You can always say, well, I can put it off till tomorrow. Right. Because you don't, you know, you haven't booked time in a studio where they're going to charge you $1,500 a day. Whereas Mm -hmm. you've already put a deposit down on a studio.
0: Right. So you have to go. So there's
2: there's kind of like, uh, there's that end of it. And then there's also, but it really has to come from from inside and you have to really want to do it. And uh, I mean, uh, you know, you're you're. I mean, you're a creative guy. You see things obviously uh, Joe, I wouldn't go that in, far. in a different way than, than most of us. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. And you see, you see the, the, the humor <laughs> and stuff, uh, and, you know stuff that, we, that would never occur to the rest of us. But that's why you make us laugh. And the thing is, it's that's that's an art. And it's hey, let like, me
0: ask you this. You said that, that Sunset Marquis is the only hotel that you know that you can order a microphone. Uh, what's the craziest thing you ever ordered room service? You're on the road. Um, you're in the middle of nowhere. It wasn't so much the, the craziest thing; it was the quantity.
2: Oh, yeah, We talking grams here? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you order? Well, enough for say thirty people. Uh, <laughs> what is uh, uh, Don what, Don Perignon uh, by the case? Uh, I was I can remember staying at the uh, at uh, uh, Beverly Hills Hotel in the 70s and it was kind of like the
0: uh, party central because they have bungalows out back you know like jeez what, it's mean, the really 70s cool and everything could be cured as far as stds go and all that i mean do, do you ever miss it? like i i look at some of the 70s right yeah and i just really wish i mean of course it's all been romanticized in books and movies and all that shit but do you like, aside, everybody likes being younger. Do you miss those days, like, thinking about, like, just how a lot freer and crazier you could be without worrying about somebody with a cell phone camera? I'm talking about single Joe Perry. I got this drinking and drugging thing under control. Like, you just, you're just having a good time. You're playing with your band. You're selling records and all that. Is there a part of you that you ever just... you ever Like, when you're driving down Sunset and just looking at spots going like, dude, I, I fucking bought a kilo of Coke there. <laughs> and I had one of the best hot dogs I ever had in my life, hanging with John Bonham or something. Do you, like do, you, do the memories like that still come?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, especially here in in LA, and there are a couple of places that are still, you know, the same buildings. Some of them changed the names, but I mean, there's the Whiskey and Go Go, and there's Book Soup, which has been there forever, which is right. one of the greatest bookstores going next to uh city lights up in, in frisco and, and there's one in paris that's really good but but you know there, there are these certain places that are still there and you know the rainbow and and the roxy and uh who are some yeah. of the people
0: you remember seeing in the rain just because fans are like well, like, like the, me who were like nerds it's like rainbow, you just want
2: you just want to go to the same place that they stood in chances are if if they if if they were playing in town uh, you could almost guarantee to be to see whoever was playing, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the time, you know, a lot of people would just if they were in the middle of of a tour, they had a couple days off, they would definitely come to LA to hang out because right. it's such a great scene here for you know back then, and uh, you could literally like run into anybody. There. What's I the be, craziest
0: thing you ever saw go down at, like, the Rainbow Room or the Whiskey or whatever? Like, the most... Well, I,
2: I only hung out there a few times because uh, I... You don't I, have to we'll name any names. I'm not trying to get you in trouble with anybody. But uh, I just... Uh, It was just uh, a couple of times I've been there, you know. I mean, actually, probably a lot more than I remember. But uh, it's (laughs) probably a lot more than I than I I would forget. Maybe you're the central person uh, in the
0: story. You just don't remember the story. One time I saw Joe Perry. But uh, you
2: know, it was basically a kind of a meeting place for everybody. They would come down from the hills, you know, run into whoever, and then the tables would empty out, and as people would take off, Mm -hmm. and it was that kind of a place. But uh, and I, I haven't been up there, you know, since uh, uh, Jesus in, in forever. So uh, well, I can guarantee but did, you, I don't we,
0: think they've changed anything. When you walk in there, all of the, the, the covers on the seat and everything just look like they've been there I, since the beginning of time.
2: I would bet. I would bet. Uh, and the whiskey is pretty much the same. I remember when we played there our first time here in L.A. And then we played there you know, not too long ago, and it was pretty much the same. Oh, it that's was, cool. It was a great vibe, you know. It's kind of like uh, The Paradise. I don't even know. Have they changed The Paradise at all? In Boston? Yeah. Dude, The
0: Paradise has been gone for, I think, almost 20 years. Well,
2: I guess they've changed it then. <laughs>
0: uh, but uh, it's probably like a – Is it a uh, club
2: still or is it a – No, you know, the deal is probably
0: one of those fucking Panera Bread yeah. things. And you're just thinking, yeah, you two and the police started here. or uh, well, Some of their first gigs, I guess, in the United States – we're wow. here. You know, I just realized as I'm sitting in here, um, you, wow. you probably, I don't can't imagine the, I think, the amount of times you've sat in a room where there was just a suit of armor over in the corner. Yeah, like some Scooby Doo shit. This seems like some real like rock star stuff. Like you got to have, you just got to have a suit of armor near you, right? That it helps your creative
1: with,
2: process. It came with the place. Oh, it did. You know, but <laughs> oddly, oddly enough, I did have one in my house in, uh, in the '70s. I had a I had a suit of armor at the door. And, uh, where do
0: you where do you buy that? Well, do you have to buy a cast? Some
2: while you, it's not a real one, obviously. I mean, it's not not like a like one that. Uh, I mean, you can tell it's it's just it's like a, a mock-up of one, but it still looks really cool. And uh,
0: how do you know it's not real? Because there's no because marks if, on it. If you
2: look at this, it, where the screws hold it hold it together, they kind of like didn't cut off the ends. So if you were to put it on, you'd kind of look like. Uh, you just got attacked by about a uh, hundred uh, oh, yeah. mosquitoes or wasps or whatever because all those little those nails would be sticking in you. Like if, oh, you took okay. the, if you took the helmet off, you'd see like like the rivets sticking out. So it's really not made to,
0: to Oh, wear. I just looked at it, but and I it, didn't see any scuff marks on it. I just figured that yeah. was like the king's son, you well, know, who never had to go to battle, but yeah. he'd parade down the street in the well, fucking thing. Well, that's a good observation
2: because it's probably true. But, I, I mean, it's probably copied off of uh, – off of a, of a real one, but, uh, there are places you can get things like that. Uh, you see an odd one in the, you know, odd piece in the, in the corner or some, some, uh, you know, uh, home and garden place or whatever. And, you know, I guess that's uh, yeah. where they come from, you know, but hey, uh, I saw
0: you guys at Jones Beach in like, uh, 2006, uh, awesome, awesome show as always. And, um, Motley Crue was opening for you guys right. on that tour, and they're uh, recently. They're, they're I think this is going to be their their final tour and, yeah. and all that. Do you remember the? Because um, I'm a huge, you know, being a drummer geek, I'm a huge fan of Tommy Lee. He was uh, yeah. just like, you know, just the, the the show that that guy puts on while also playing a beat is just amazing. I've always loved him, and uh, I was. One, do you remember the first time you guys uh, did you tour with them during their there when they were. Just young guys coming up and- actually
2: I saw them at one of their first gigs uh, at the uh, Santa Monica Civic Center when I was with the project I was out here uh, doing some gigs and uh, just for the fans was this and- the
0: fir- the first time Stephen left during that period was this like early because I figured- no no
2: this was during this is when I left in 1979 and I had the I was out here with the project and uh, at, at some point, I'm not exactly sure when, uh, but the bottom line is is I got to see them play. Uh-huh. You know, at the at the uh, Santa Monica Civic Center, which is I don't know three five thousand seats, and the buzz was out on them, so the place was pretty packed. And uh, is
0: that what got you there? You just you just heard a good buzz about them. You're like, I'm going to go check these guys out. Yeah,
2: and uh, they said, well, somebody said these, these these are the the this is the new. Hot band on on the strip, and should check them out. And so I went down, and uh, I'm not sure if I if I met him then, but there were uh, we had a couple of friends in common, and I and I remember meeting uh, 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 Nikki Six and uh, and just kind of like you know being kind of friends with them, you know, from right. just kind of watching their career. And then then it, uh, we were in Vancouver doing, I think it was. Uh, uh, the second record, not, not, uh, not private vacation, but I think it was the next one, uh, uh, pump, I think. And, uh, and there are two studios in that, in that place, little mountain up there in Vancouver. And they were in the other studio. And so we ran into each other a lot. Oh, wow. So they were probably doing, uh,
0: Dr. Good right around that. That was 89, yeah. 90, Actually, right? Yeah, uh,
2: that's right. They were, uh, with, uh, uh let's see, uh, uh mr rock the uh, the producer was right. uh uh producing their record i think and uh bobby rock right uh yeah that was new. that's yeah. it and he was and they were they was they, they sounded great and uh uh they, they it was you know we ran into them pretty much daily and they uh and of course some of the guys you know would uh they would tag after, after the session they would tag along and go down to the to the clubs you know vancouver uh-huh. reputably is, is it probably has the best uh from what i've heard has some of the best strip clubs uh, <laughs> in the world. You gave
0: them a ride, you know? right? You're like, "Yeah, I'm the headliner. I'll give you youngsters a ride uh, down there." They they knew everybody by
2: the first name by the time That's they hilarious. Left, I have to hilarious. Was that hard you to
0: know? be around guys like that because i know by then you no. you'd long since cleaned up and everything. you had, you had your fun basically at that point?
2: Not at all. I mean, it was not a not an issue. I mean, there were uh, uh, they were and they, you know what? They uh, uh, you know, they would party like late at night after they were done. But when they when they came into the studio in the afternoon, they were all business, just like you know. That's they, what I figure. Is, is that
0: a myth as far as people like? It's uh, not
2: like they walked in with a bottle of Jack Daniels, and said, right. Yeah, who? Let's go. It's like you know they had work to do, and, and uh, you know that's it shows because that, that was a great record. You hey, know? did
0: you ever call anybody out for doing the iced tea in in the? Uh in the Jack Daniels bottle. You know, a couple, I've heard of a couple bands, they would put iced tea in the Jack Daniels bottle and then they'd go out in front of the crowd and act like they were crazy and they'd just be chugging iced tea. I heard
2: about that, but I've never. Uh, you never busted I anybody never, doing never, that? never uh, ran into anybody that did it, but I heard stories about bands doing that, but, uh, uh, you know. Of course, they don't rate very high on my respect list, but you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, if you're
0: gonna, that'd be like a prop act with the comedian. If you're
2: gonna drink it, you might as well drink it. You know what yeah. I mean? And what's the, what's the problem if you don't? So, well, I don't uh, care how the,
0: the big giveaways. I don't give. A f- I don't care how much you drink. Nobody can chug hard alcohol. You just can't do it. You can right. fit. Like i I've, I've seen guys take big gulps, but once you start throwing the thing back like Joe Green in that, that famous commercial when he's drinking Coca-Cola. And even he had a couple of times on a couple takes, he had right. to stop and belch or whatever. There's no way you could do it with hard alcohol. But before, before we go any further, I wanted to ask you, you got a really cool tattoo on your forearm there of, uh, oh, this like an one. old school gun. What's, what's, uh, That's what's the story behind that?
2: One? Uh, Smith and Wesson, uh, break top Schofield. Uh, I guess it was designed back in the 1800s. Oh yeah. And, uh, it's, I, I just like the shape of it it's one of my favorite favorite designs it's an old revolver and uh you know there's a uh, place
0: in New Orleans I, I didn't had an acting gig down there and uh somewhere in the French quarter they had all these old guns yeah, and rifles you ever been in there I've spent I've dropped way too much money in that place yeah I wanted to buy my dad this this it was a, a rifle from like the from 1812, right? It was insane. Yeah. And they even had the bayonet and everything. And yeah. my dad likes that type of shit. But the thing was for me to get it from Louisiana all the way up. Like, first of all, I couldn't get it shipped because Massachusetts has some sort of laws. Right. So then I'd have to, would have had to buy it and then drive it up there. And as, as I was crossing state borders, I just kept thinking about Tommy Chong when he sent the bongs out and shit. Right. And all of a sudden he had the feds at his door and, you know who the fuck's going to drive from New Orleans all the way to Massachusetts and drive fifty-five? It's not going to well, be me. I'm going to well, drive eighty at some point and be no, like, "I'm fine."
2: It's it's tough. To, I
0: think that big the big musket uh, hanging out the back.
2: You know, again, without getting into into the politics of things, I mean, uh, I just think that the uh, that things should be a little more things should be a little more standardized as far as right. firearms go. I think they should be. Uh, I mean, people should be given at least, uh, you know. Put through more uh, schooling before they're given a, a permit, and and it should be more standardized from state to state because there are some states where it's it's easier to get firearms, and there are other states where it's really hard. And it's it is insane how to it's hard to, to keep track of it. You know. Yeah, and it's
0: insane how in some states you can basically just go in and buy it and not have to prove any sort of capability. I mean, it'd be like giving like somebody doesn't know how to drive keys to a car. It's like they're gonna kill somebody. Um, but I, I honestly I don't have uh, a problem with guns. I think they are cool as long as the right person owns it, which is the big, of course, fly in the ointment. But uh, what are some of your? You, you like the, uh, the gun you just mentioned there. What are some of your uh, your go to guns like? Right? now? some of the modern stuff. What do you like? Well, I'm I'm not really
2: a. I mean, I I have a few modern modern uh, uh, firearms. I collect all kinds of weapons. I've even got a an old Greek sword. Uh, it's uh, made out of bronze, it's all like, it's green and, and it's, it's actually quite small. So if somebody broke into your house. Were very small, you know, I mean, there were, the people were smaller then, you know, right. and, uh, and so this, everything is
0: like, seems a little smaller, but anyway. Uh, uh, if somebody broke into your house, you can't tell me if they're coming up the stairs, right? And the only weapon you see is that old Greek sword party's got to be like, "Ah God, that cost me a fortune. Well, do what I really want to run is, this
2: guy through with it what they are going to be doing is focusing on that while I walk up behind them with my shotgun oh, you so, now you're a shotgun inside guy huh? well, I do have uh, you know i mean it they're, they're reliable they're uh and uh, but what about from, what about from what like I understand as a You uh, if you're in that situation, uh, there's a a level of panic that comes with it. And I've never been in that situation, fortunately. And uh, I hope it stays that way. But, uh, you know, I'm not I've never been in the Army. I've never been trained. And, uh, you know, uh, so I kind of look at things like the easiest thing that would be to have, you know, around for, for if somebody got that far you know, would be something that would be very easy to use and shotgun comes into
0: that heading. So, uh, but again, it's like, uh, it's an efficiency you know. thing. I've always, you know, cause I've actually, you know, I toured through the South and I always tell them they're out of their minds to have a shotgun in their house. I got a whole bit coming out on my next special about it where I always think all you need is like a 22. Um, cause it's easy to, my big thing is you can, you're, when you're in the dark, if you shoot, you can still hear. It doesn't, you've already lost your sight. It's not going to take away your hearing, too. And people always laugh at a 22, but it's like, dude, if I had a loaded 22 and I pointed it at you, you're diving. You're running away, and if I started right. shooting you with it, you wouldn't be laughing. Going, this is a twenty two. I could well, shoot you with a BB gun. You'd be like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here.
2: People, people, you know. And also, it's kind of hard to tell, you know, what it is you have in your hand. The, the whole thing is it's so much. There's so much psych, psychology that goes along with it, and I've, and I've studied a lot of that because, uh, uh, again, if, you know, if you're going to have, it's a great responsibility to own firearms, and I've done a lot of. Of, uh of, of studying I've worked with people I haven't actually gone to any any of the uh the, the places where you can go to train but I've talked to a lot of, the, of of instructors and so on and uh and uh from what I gather handguns are probably the least effective in, even in the hands of of trained you miss. trained people so it is. people miss I think that uh, Hemingway said that of all, of all the weapons out there, the weapon that misses the most is a handgun because there's so much moving and so much going on. And it's, uh, but I would think
0: just the sound alone, I'm hearing a gun. I'm not going to be sitting there if I'm breaking your house counting shots like they do in the movie, and then I'll be at the bottom going, Joe, I know you're out of bullets. Yeah, Come out with your hand. I mean, I'm not going to fight. The second somebody starts shooting at me, I, I'm thinking I'm going to go rob another house. I would yeah. just think people would do that, but well, that, I, I don't know. You know what? I did see you on that show. Was it Son of a Gun?
2: Yeah, Sons of Guns. Sons
0: yeah. of Guns, man. Yeah. That must have been fun as hell. For people who don't know, I don't even know if it's still on. There's so many friggin' channels and shows, but these guys just – it was like a hot rod show except it was guns. And these right. guys would just make these insane weapons, uh, and then people got to come on the show. You know, they'd weld like M60s to like right. the top of a Prius or something like that, Right. Right. <laughs> What did I, what did you get to shoot on that? Like some anti-aircraft well, they, guns? They,
2: they had a couple of uh, of uh, uh, hot rotted, so to speak, right. uh, you know, like uh, M 16s and things like that. So we shot those. But the main thing was I had this uh, this old cannon that was uh, actually from the eighteen hundreds, and uh, I, I really didn't know much about it. And they they kind of. Uh, cleaned it up a little bit and got into the serial number and it was actually a military issue and it was actually a naval gun and when two ships are at sea and they want to transport like a, a cargo or a person or something back and forth they need to send a line from one ship to the other so they use this cannon which is it's only about three feet long and they shoot this this uh this lead dart over to the other boat and it takes a rope with it, then they put they attach a bigger rope to it and then a bigger rope and a bigger rope and then finally they have this pulley thing so they can
0: transport stuff back and forth. So that's what that's what it was for. How many people who think accidentally got killed on the other ship? You know, when they, I mean, even though that they knew that they were shooting it over, it was just such not an exact science. You didn't really take wind. You know, you kind of wet your finger back then, right? And I have no a gee- feeling
2: that people would probably keep their heads up watching where the thing was going. I mean, I'm sure Yeah, but you go to a
0: baseball game, sometimes. somebody gets dinged in the head all the time. They're just <laughs> fucking sitting there. Yeah. And these guys are like trying to hit 100, 90, 100-mile-an-hour 100 pitches. And there's always wow. somebody. Just sitting there eating and talking, and they, get, they always get hit in the chest, thank God. Like a few people have actually gotten hit in the head, but yeah. i got to ask you this something about cannons that I realized as I was talking to you. My only knowledge of cannons is what I've seen in cartoons. I'm not sure. even trying to be funny here. And there's, there's, they try to make it look like, you know, the thing that they stick in there is like a little bomb, and then they shoot it and it explodes. But it's really just, it's just a, a giant like uh, ball made out of metal, and that gets launched through gunpowder, right? So there's this giant metal ball well, that pokes them, a hole in your ship and sinks it?
2: Well, some of them are... are from what I understand, because I've, I've read you know, quite a few uh, uh, historic novels, and, and that part of that part of history uh, fascinates me. You know, the, the the tall ships and all that, and and apparently some of the some of the the things they would put in there would actually be filled with gunpowder with a oh, with a fuse, okay. so when it would when it would get shot off. It would, you know, it was very inaccurate, and uh, you know, once in a while it would work, but it would, it would, uh, you know, it would land on the ship and hopefully explode, but
0: whatever. Well, that goes back to the dart. I'm saying it's very inaccurate. They'd shoot yeah. it, and they'd probably somebody caught it in the leg, right? And then they got to saw it off. <sighs> they just give them some whiskey, yeah, right? Uh, I'll
2: tell you, uh, medicine was not anything near what we think, you know, think of medicine, uh, you know, up till. A, up to the end of the night of uh, eighteenth century, it was like just basically that. You know, if you got a hangnail, foot comes in off, is coming off, or right. uh, you know, it was really bad. And then, really then bad. they would do
0: that thing to 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 stitch you up. They just stick your leg in a fire. Yeah, I mean, kinda... quick,
2: easy, cheap. You know,
0: <laughs> so, isn't it amazing? Like the amount of pain uh, that you can actually take. Do you know, I saw this this thing as far as like horrific that's... ways horrific ways to die. They had this thing. Okay. You did something, they decided that you were going to die. And they had this giant, like, it was like a fucking brass cow or some sort of animal. It made out of some sort of metal, right? right? And they would stick you in the fucking thing. How they ever got you in, because I would have just killed myself. They stick you in the fucking thing. They close it up and then they light a fire underneath it and they would just basically cook you. Oh, I've always God. thought about that laying in there as it's getting hot. Bouncing all around like someone who fucking fell off a motorcycle trying not to have the heat on you for too long. Right. It's just the, the, the fucking agony. And how these people could just sit there and... Uh, who's, that, who's that guy who used to... Uh, they'd, they'd put you on a... uh What the fuck do they call it? The impaler. Oh, yeah. Vlad. Uh, the Dracula they called him. I love how you, you said know, that, like uh, you knew him. Oh yeah, Vlad. Well,
2: I mean, I've read read that stuff. You know, I mean, we've all read it. We've seen it in movies, and, and you know, he's uh, I actually the watched Vladia YouTube videos. Miller and there, he, you know, he, that, to me, what amazes me is the way that people have invented to fuck other people up over the years. It just blows my mind. I What's mean, the worst one you ever heard? Oh god, well that was pretty close. I mean, that that really like that, and I can't imagine. Being, uh i mean i love horses but i can't imagine being tied to four of them oh. you know what i mean and then having somebody yell go okay pull a little harder not not even like you know get up you know get up and go and like making it short but like actually just kind of like
0: slowly oh, walk they slowly, they walk slowly apart. had him walk you apart you know what
2: i mean that kind of thing that that sounds like a a pretty rotten way to go those
0: people listening at home would do, don't you basically they would tie you know, your wrist to one horse, you know, yeah. your wrist to another, your ankle to one, and they would walk in four different directions, and then they'd slowly fucking dislocate yeah. your joints and then eventually just yeah. pull you apart. And that's, yeah. I would but just one be thing screaming. I do want to
2: say One thing I do want to say, going back to something we were talking about before, which was uh, about, you know, home and home defense and all that, but one of the things that I've, I've learned from talking to umpteen people about this, and that is that a dog any size dog is probably the most effective thing you could have in your house for safety Uh, just because the main thing is, is getting some enough time to either deal with what, to deal with what you have to deal with, make, make the, the 911 call, you know, jump out the window if that's what has to happen, pull out whatever your, your last ditch, uh, weapon of choice is, but the main thing is buying some time, and a dog will basically send the guy off to somebody else's house, yeah. and, make, and then it's their problem.
0: I got, you know? a do- I got a dog. My dog will do that, like, every once in a while. I'll <coughs> be sleeping, and I, and I get so terrified. I'll just be sleeping, and all of a sudden, dog just starts going. Yeah. Oh, and, and, I, and I sit there going, like, what? And I sit up in bed. I'm such a coward. And I'm immediately like, and then I'm thinking like, I should have got a gun. I should have bought a gun. You know, I wish I had a bat here or something. Well, I bats, f- that's a good thing. Too, yeah, I have a knife. You know? This cop told me a knife is stupid because you got to get in close. So at least have a bat. Yeah. Um. I don't but, know. this is all. This but the is all dog, and, and
2: again, a dog, a small dog, any dog that, that's you know becomes part of the family, he's going to protect the pack, and he's going to let somebody know, and uh, that that really they they on, on all the lists I've ever seen, they put they're like in the top three things you could you could have that could be the the, the best thing. That's and, awesome. Uh, anyway, I just let wanted me, to. Let uh, me. I got to
0: ask. So got to wind down here because I got I got to. Another frinking thing I got to run to once again. Sorry that I didn't have a extra mic cord. No, that's okay. That was hey, pretty unprofessional, man. Hey, hey. I didn't you mention kidding? you went over there twice because the other thing, the first one you brought didn't fit my stupid mixer.
2: That's yeah. It actually goes to an old to an old microphone that uh, like an old an old style one that
0: needs power. So it had two two more extra prongs and it didn't work. You're so, being too kind. The no reality problem. is, I showed up uh, unprepared. But I got. Let me ask. you. Can I ask you some? Uh, uh, music geek questions here. Sure. Okay. Uh the, the, whatever you want, man. All right. The the best live band other than your own band, best live band you ever saw.
2: Well, I have to say uh my theory is is that uh a rock and roll show, if we're talking about rock and roll rock is, and it, roll. is yeah. the interaction interaction between the fans and the band. And a lot of times you might be in a club, and it might not even be a big band, but they, they've they they got good songs, and they're, they're getting the audience off, and the audience is giving them love, and the, the band is giving it back, and you get that feeling like, wow, this is magic. And right then, they might be the best band. Right. You know, uh, that, that night. They're the best band, and you know you you walk away and you feel great, and it was like an an incredible show. So th- that's kind of like what we strive for as a band. Say, is that, is that what we isn't... try and do that, try and get that magic going, and that that's the thing you can't. You can line everything up, make sure the guitars are in tune, make sure everything's working, but it's really about. You know, hooking up with the audience and, and having that, that interaction and having that excitement. And, uh, I have to say that, the, that one of the shows, uh, that, that I've seen recently was actually the Stones. I mean, and it sounds like, you know, yeah, of course, pick the Stones, but it was, I've seen them on nights when they just weren't that good. You know, I've seen them when they were, were really good back, back in, in uh, the 60s. And uh, But this particular night, we were on the road in, in Germany and they played a place in Berlin and they sounded incredible. And it was like, it was one of those nights where they where everything just locked together, and you could see, you know, fifty years of experience. You could hear everything. It was a it was a wow. a perfect a perfect venue. It only held about five thousand people, and I was blown away. I mean, I you know, I Sounds mean, I, awesome. I figured it would be like you know, well, that they you know, it would be like wow, they're really good for seventy. No, they were as good as any band I'd ever seen, and they were as good as. Any of the, the the great shows I saw in the in 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 the, in the day, and they 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 knocked me out, man. That's I have to awesome. say, you who, know,
0: who uh anybody, any young players out there? Uh, it's crazy now trying to figure out who the guys are because there's no centralized area for music anymore. But are there any young players out there that you watch them play and they inspire you? Like, man, I got to go home and practice, or I want to I want to try to take my, you know, like just as a comedian to try to relate it, like. You know, I love new comics and I right. love seeing somebody. There's nothing I love more than seeing a young comic that I know is going to be great. Right. And um, and you're seeing they got the hunger, they got the drive, they got the talent. And you know that they're going to, you just know, you know, they're going to do it. I always, that always gives me like a jolt of energy because I remember what that was like uh, being their age and stuff. And like how, it, you know, just sort of trying to recapture like, you know, because sometimes you can get into the grind of it. I was wondering if there was any like bands that are out right now that that make you like fuck, man. I, I, you know, maybe you're not near your guitar, and you're just like fuck. I wish I had my guitar in my hand right now. I want to just, just start making well, music. I don't know. I, I, I hear some good,
2: some good music. I was in the studio the other day, and there was a band that was being uh, recording, and you know, and, and the vocal wasn't on it yet, and but the music sounded like it, it had like some real potential uh it's a really hard question because it's like there, there are a lot of technically great players and there's a few like really great players that are really young uh they they have uh uh there's so much on the internet to, i mean you can i mean back in when i was growing up I, I had to find i had to struggle to find somebody who even played guitar much yeah. less uh you know get a get a lesson you know, uh,
0: <laughs> you know, I but, fucked but, up my know. foot. I fucked up my foot trying to figure out John Bonham's bass drum technique because I was trying to do it with my like my big toe, and I was like arching my foot, and I got like uh, what do you what do you call it that plantar fissuritis. Really, and now it's like you can go because all I had was like a record player and speakers, and you stick and you you slow it down, and now like you now you just go on YouTube and somebody just shows you yeah oh, it's it, like a slide step you just kind of move your whole foot and it, it's like you know your leg goes up once but you get two hits and it's just and then I'm watching like some fucking kid right. like eight years old playing all that stuff and I'm just like it's they, they can get like a year's worth of drum lessons or guitar lessons in, in one night on YouTube it's incredible that's exactly
2: it and you know I mean that it's all spelled out and that's why I think there are a lot of a lot of good guitar players out there that are technically good they can play the, play all the stuff but still it still comes down to writing a good song, writing something that that you know is a little bit original and you know and and is entertaining and it still comes down to that you can be a you can be a wizard on guitar but unless you're a guitar freak you know as far as like you know entertaining your average rock fan you still got to write. Write a good song. You got to connect. With you know them. what I mean, and yeah. it's and, and no matter you know whether it's like you know you got six thousand computers and you got you know it's running through tape machines and all you know like you got all the best equipment. Unless you got a good song, you still got nothing. Yeah. So that will never change. All and right, well,
0: uh, let me ask you because I got I got to wrap up here as far as your book that's out. Uh, first of all, where where can fans get it? I know it's on Amazon. If there's any local bookstores left. Well,
2: there's a few. Actually, there's there's a lot more than I expected. Uh, I I mean, I went through probably six or seven cities, and uh, most of them we went to – I think we we did a couple of Barnes & Noble, but we did mostly uh, more mom-and-pop kind of places. But what I found out was most of them do their business online. And so there's oh, cool. there's some competition from Amazon, you know. It keeps everybody kind of honest. There's nobody's got a monopoly, you know. So. Um but uh, basically, the best thing to do is, is uh, either order from your local bookstore, support the, the, the you know mom and pop kind right. of places, or you know get it from from Amazon. And right now, hopefully, it should still be on the shelves. And uh, I know I signed a bunch of them, so there's still oh, cool. there's still an opportunity to get some that have been signed. You know, what, but, a, uh, what
0: people buy the book. Uh is there a favorite story or one that comes to mind? If you got a quick one that you want to tell here at the end, uh, is it basically is it stories about you on the road with these guys? Is it is it the whole thing like Joe? You know, it's a, young,
2: it's it's an autobiography from the time I put both feet on the ground. Uh, you know I, can't what wait I mean? To, I can't it's wait from to read nineteen it. from it's it's sixty four years, man, of life. Why well, I've been a part fan of you. that is Aerosmith. You know?
0: Yeah, I've been a fan of you for so long that I know some of the story. I already remember, like, you told some cool story in some other interview where you, um, how you ended up getting into guitar. You were a young kid and there was these older guys sitting on the front porch playing guitar and you're like, ah, oh, it just sounded really cool. It just sort of yeah. captured your attention. Um, I, well, personally, I cannot wait to read it. And I am like fascinated with that whole period of music that you came up in. And I also like that whole thing where you guys, you know, had to stick your ear to a speaker or try and slow it down. And because I find a lot of times when I'm, you know, I mess around with guitar too. And I try to watch somebody play it then turn my back to the video. Because, Right. Because then people, like the person who will literally break it down, show you that where they put their fingers and stuff. And people will still ask for tabs. And I'm just looking at like, don't you ever want to have the freedom to like... Basically, be, I've always figured becoming literate in music means you could listen to it and figure it out. Where if you always had to have tabs and everything, it was almost like you couldn't even read. You know what I mean? Right. Somebody had to hold your hand... And uh, like, I think there's a lot of people out there that can really play all this shit. But if you just played it on a record, can you sit down? Maybe you don't need to do it anymore because there's someone who will, will, will break it down for you. But, uh, but anyways, dude, I'm such a huge fan of you and your band and all the stuff that you guys have done. I never even thanked you for all the great music. I mean, it's basically a soundtrack of my youth. Well, um, thanks. I, I love all your stuff. And I'm so psyched for this book. I cannot wait to read it. Uh, once again it's called Joe Perry my life in and out of aerosmith uh, so psyched I finally got you here on the podcast uh, yeah good luck with the allergies thanks for showing all your stories about guns and all this other stuff I hope uh, I asked you some different questions you
2: did it, it was great okay. and we'll have to do this again because I, I was like I said I was looking forward to it I've been looking forward to it before the book or you know I mean uh, or, you know I mean uh, it, it the main reason for was because we're from Boston. Yeah, it's great to hear the accent. It's I know, just I can't get rid to, of it. To, to, I read you know, it. To, by we'll, the way, comic- we'll do it again. We'll talk definitely. about Boston some more. You know, definitely, definitely.
0: All right, Joe Perry, his new book, My Life In and Out of Aerosmith, is available all over the internet. And uh, if you got a mom and pop store down the street and you want to help them out, bookstore down there, please go down and pick it up. Uh, Joe Perry, thank you so much for uh, listening to the Monday Morning Podcast. Hope to see you soon. Okay.
3: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Anything Better podcast, and we are here for our NFL preview of Week 11, coming up uh, with our sponsor, BetMGM, of course, the best lines out there. Uh, Last week, we didn't lose a game. Last week, we actually, uh, I kind of stayed status quo two and two. Did Bill, Bill, did you go three and one?
1: Yeah, went three and one. Oh, Billy gained a game. Three, oh, three and one, yeah. Wait, who, was,
0: finally, your, who, uh, you know, who was your your I'm, loss? I'm
1: making, I'm making the prevent defense work for me. Who was your loss? Your only you know loss. who it was, you fucking asshole? No, I don't. I yeah, don't. you do. When I went up against you. I don't, don't know who. Don't Don't do that, Sicilian.
3: I swear to God, dude. you fell off
1: the truck. I went head-to-head with you, and you picked the right team. There you go, Paul. There you go. You got it. Oh, that had fucking have... hawk. Holy shit. fell like off. A... Jacksonville, Florida, man. Oh. And we were down here shooting guns with silencers. Oh, fucking dude. alligator tastes like shit, by the way. It does not dude. taste like chicken. That alligator like nugget was fucking
3: horrible, dude. It made me huh? sick, and I still remember the texture of it. It was gross. It was horrible.
1: <laughs> alligator is fucking terrible. <laughs> now I get a bunch of people going, well, I don't on how you cook it.
3: Uh, <laughs> well going into week 11 guys before we get started we have to talk about our great sponsor bet mgm the best lines um up-to-date live lines bet mgm get with them and here's how you do how do you do it bill here's I'll how do you do it do. here's how you do it all you got to do is download the bet mgm app and then you put a bonus code in Burr. That's B-U-R-R. It's very simple. And guess what they're going to give you guys? All you got to do is a minimum of ten dollars in the account, and you get up to a thousand dollars in free bets, even if you lose. Just download get up the to app.
1: Thousand dollars.
3: <laughs> download the. I don't know, dude. I'm trying to fight a cold.
1: Um, I've had it for two weeks. Uh, I'm, I don't I'm know trying where to it fight. Is.
3: I'm fighting I'm it with rest and vitamins. Um, but just use bonus code B-U-R-R. That's Burr. Bonus code Burr. Go. They're going to put in a, you put in a minimum of 10, you get a thousand dollars, um, up to a thousand dollars in free bets. So there you go. Uh, it's easy to use. The, the lines are live constantly. And here we go. So we're going into week 11. You know
1: why we're both sick, Paul? Cause we got the vaccine. That's yes. what they don't want you to know.
3: Yep. Ever since I got that Moderna, I've been, I've been a different person. I've had cancer four
1: times since I got Pfizer.
3: My wife told me I'm a different man. I'm not the man she married since I got injected.
1: I got an x-ray and they said I have 19 microchips in me.
3: Uh, Dude, I'll tell you what I did. I'll tell you what I did. And then we'll get going to these pics. But you know this because you grew up in a dentist office. Dude, I decided to not get one implant, but I decided to get two in the same sitting. And uh, hey, I got to tell you. Hey, the last seventy hours haven't been great. Okay, <laughs> dude. Anybody does dentist work? Do one at a time. That's what I've learned. It it takes longer. Do one at a time. Yeah, no, do the whole thing. I was fucking numb for half a day. It was brutal. <laughs> yeah, but he gave you the option. You chose it. Yeah, he, I go. Can I do two in a day? And they he they just go like I should have known when they go. Yeah, I mean you can.
1: <laughs> but don't blame that. The dentist always gets blamed
3: he goes you can i go
1: okay uh but how yes. about the fact that you destroyed your teeth and now you had to go in there how the fuck do you need two implants at your age one one just
3: got something happened with one a long time ago and the yeah, other you one you didn't
1: take care of it okay you don't brush and floss and then the I, other no one, i floss. floss i
3: floss i floss this no, tooth no, got i'm infected. not talking about how you dress paul <laughs> <laughs> I flossed, Bill. I floss. got the chain out. There
1: you yeah, go. It's
3: hilarious. Um, all right, we're going in. We're going into week eleven. I actually think. Okay, call me optimistic. Hey, I'm. I'm hey, that's Paul. It's nice. He's optimistic. the oh, upbeat. Um, I think we're starting to learn about NFL teams now. That's why you know. So I think I've seen enough. I think we'll see though.
1: <coughs> oh, Andrew, Paul, what are have our records? Addiction to wanting to know it's a yeah, shoot every fucking week when you're not winning you're going like i'm not seeing it and then when you start winning you're going like you know what i, I think i'm starting to know these teams.
3: i'm not winning though i'm not winning I'm, i
1: either... think i'm starting to you know no i'm not winning, to really like
3: i'm 500 dude i'm not winning two and two is not winning i'm two and two or one and three every fucking week i'm not winning but I think Bill Parcells was right with what he said. And you know what Bill Parcells said? He said, you are what your fucking record is, and that's why the fucking Packers stink. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm I'm, I'm trying to have some hope here, Bill. I'm grasping for straws here. Andrew, what are our Uh, records?
1: I want to give you that Dick Gregory thing when he fucking yells at that kid when he talks about hope. Oh, I saw I know. I posted that. You can't have hope, motherfucker! It's like, all right, dude, stop yelling at me. Uh, is bills. Hope going to pay the rent? Mother... Is Hope going to pay the rent? Fucking Hope. Don't say, I hope I get a cup of coffee this morning. Say, <laughs> so I will get that shit, motherfucker. And you're like, oh, all right, all right, Greg. Right,
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, you're having a rough morning, okay? <laughs> hey, say, uh, what, are our morning? Rec- what are our records, Andrew?
4: Uh, bill is eighteen, nineteen, and
1: Don't f- ask what our records are. Tell us our records, motherfucker. <laughs> you think Hope is going to get you to 500?
4: uh <laughs> bill what's bill what's bill 18 19
1: and 3 oh oh that means technically oh, i got my nose there above 500 with the ties you're over 500 by half a, I'm game. Half a game i'm a half a game up he's beating he's the, the book folks. he's beating the book he's fucking we're back he's beating the book what am i andrew I'm not beating the book the book is fucking breathing down my neck
4: 17, 22, and 1.
1: 17,
3: 22, and 1. Okay, so I'm four and a half games back. Okay.
1: All right. all right. Uh, paul didn't like that. That stung a bit. I saw it. Yeah, I the, wanted it. The white sweatshirt want... isn't, isn't quite as white right now. Paul, paul that big <laughs> week.
3: You want to know something? big
1: week next week. We're going to hear about it. You want to know something? My friend knows
3: me well because I wanted that number to be one or two less. It bugged me. It bugged me. He knows. He knows.
1: Um, all right, you look like that guy who took a punch and was trying to pretend it didn't hurt.
3: Uh, okay, here we go. Week eleven, I believe it's my pick first. I I wouldn't have touched the Packers, but I oh I was thinking about it. I'm glad we didn't do this yesterday. Um,
1: you know something? The Green Bay packing it in.
3: What I did not like is the Jets Patriots line changed by half a point, and it's the perfect change. So I don't I don't like it. What do you mean used,
1: cha- What's the what is it change? What is it?
3: It used to be Packers minus three at home. No, no,
1: Patriots. Patriots I mean, no, I'm sorry.
3: Patriots. It used to be it used to be Patriots minus three. Now it's three and a half. And and that's a division rival and uh They played the Patriots. The Jets played the Patriots really good last time until Zach Wilson floated up a couple interceptions. I think the Patriots could win. I don't like the .5, so I'm staying away. I was going to touch it, though. Um,
1: I must have old minds because mine still said three. All right. Here we go, dude.
3: What are we going to do here? All right. I'm going to – You're on the clock. This is a crazy one, dude, but I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to do it. I think the Eagles got exposed a little bit. I think they're still a really, really great team, but I like the Colts at home.
1: You fucking bastard. I like the Colts. You're stepping on my bets, dude. I'm getting tired of it. The Colts (laughs) have been my team the whole fucking year. I see what you're doing. No. What I was going to take the Patriots. You fucking shit on that, and now you're coming. Oh yeah, Bill won last week with the fucking Colts. Now I'm going to do it because I've been riding the Raiders and the Packers. copycat league, Paul. I see yeah. what you're doing, dude. I was copycat
3: complaining league. about the Colts when we were in Arizona live. Are you kidding me?
1: Copycat league, Paul. I see what you're doing. All right, uh, where the fuck are my bets? Here, I'm just. I'm going to take.
3: You, I'll take the Colts plus six
1: and a half at home. Oh, will you, Paul? And you will get a nice big fat victory. You fucking. I don't punk. know. Oh, dude. you fucking. Me. You know what you're doing. You 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 Lance Armstrong right now you're drafting off of my bets. Never, dude. I'm I'll actually take exactly the Colts. 500, I'm going to start taking his fucking yeah. team, dude. I take. i actually seven.
4: took the Colts the first two weeks. Then nobody...
1: I don't want to hear facts.
4: <laughs> and then right. nobody took the Colts just, all guys, season.
1: Guys, I'm fu- I'm fucking around. I'm fucking around. Okay, all right. Bears plus three versus the Falcons. I'll take that. Oh. Oh. It's a good one. Listen, Paul, i trying to put the fucking juju on my fucking thing. Oh, whoa, whoa. All right, here we go. Was that a little negative fucking vibe on my bet there, Paul?
3: No, Is no, no. Is this cold
1: medication, Paul? Or are you not the happy go lucky guy I love seeing every week?
3: No, man. I'm just deciding. I, I Are the Giants due for a fucking disappointing loss, dude, uh, against the Lions at home? I mean, they beat the Texans. The Texans oh, Paul, you're just think-
1: stepping all over my fucking dance shoes this week. No, I, every game you're talking about, I was taking. Go ahead, go ahead, Paul. You son of a bitch.
3: Ah, no, but I don't like it.
1: I don't like it. Oh, they call them all Paulie Hemmen and Hahn this week. I have to listen. To you. you fucking talked about the Patriots for three minutes and then say you weren't oh. touching the game, Paul. People have to go to work.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. No, I like this week, and now all of a sudden they're changing lines by half a point because they know. They know Paulie liked this week. They know that they know. The he- word
1: was in. <laughs> hey, guys, Paulie likes this week. We've got to change the lines.
3: Um, All right, dude. I'm going to take the Los Angeles. <laughs> it's just, um. All right, dude. I'm going to take the oh, Los Angeles desk. Chargers. <laughs> I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers plus five and a half at home against the Chiefs. Um, sure. The Chiefs have been doing something I noticed lately where they get off to fast starts just like they did against Jacksonville, and then they kind of fucking go to sleep and they let teams come back. I think the Chargers are are kind of have a little bit of a role right now, and I like the five and a half at home. I could see the Chiefs winning. Towards the end, and then the Chargers getting a fucking uh, non-important touchdown to make it close and beat the book. I got the Chargers to cover plus five and a half
1: in Los Angeles. All right. Um, (coughs) You took my fucking Colts back. Um, Let's see here. Uh, I actually like the Giants minus three versus the Lions. I think the Lions... Are a hapless organization. They're a family-run organization. They're everything that Giants aren't. The Giants, from top to bottom, are a class organization that knows how to fucking win football games, and they've always been great with defense. It's only three points. Um, The Lions stink. I'm taking. I'm taking your Giants, Paul. I'm walking into your house, Paul. I'm sitting down at your table, and I'm eating your fucking food. I'm taking your Giants. What is it? it, Wait, is it three and a half or three? It's three. Okay. It's fucking three. I should have taken. them. Well, Vegas knew you weren't, so they kept it at three. So my dumb ass would take it. But I'm going to tell you what the lock of the week is, okay? I can't believe you didn't take it in the beginning. A good team coming off the loss on the road, coming (laughs) off.
3: I'm actually going to take the road. Washington Commanders, minus three. They are flying right now. They went into Philly. They won. They're getting their don't fucking...
1: Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Yeah. it's copycat copycat Leepo. You're taking all my teams this week. Whoa. What? Taking all my teams this week. I had the Commanders Monday night. I called it that they were going to win. Now you're acting like it never happened, like Giuliani, <laughs> like you were the one who cleaned up the city. I see what you're doing. It's- oh, he gotta,
3: he's got to get some credit for cleaning up the city. I mean, he went on that pile... He said, okay. no, he didn't. It I'm was joking.
1: just fucking commissioner. It was commissioner <laughs> Gordon cleaned it up and then he got rid of them. And it was like, it was all me. It was all the dream.
3: <laughs> i I'm going to take the Washington commanders minus three against the Texans. The Texans just, they just defense is not good. They don't have a quarterback and uh, they, uh, the Washington commanders are getting their defensive star back. Chase Young. The Ohio State Buckeye who fucking shot out of a cannon and then got ru- hurt real bad. He's coming back. I got Washington minus three.
1: You're out of your mind. You got to stay away from the Texans. You don't know who they are. They're a fucking stripper. You don't know what they're gonna do. They're gonna yeah, fall into wa- the ATM and they're gonna fucking got a razor under their tongue. They're fucking crazy, dude. They're one eight and one or one seven and one. They stink. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about against the spread. Oh oh. All right. Uh, I'm going to take the Panthers just because they're getting 13 and a half points. And I figure the Ravens are going to beat the fuck out of them, take their foot off the gas, and give them a touchdown at the end of the fucking game to run down the clock. And that's going to cover it. Because nobody plays football, Paul, for 60 minutes anymore.
4: That line moved from yesterday, Bill, from thir- to, uh, 13 and a half to
1: 13. Oh, you know why? Because they knew I was going to take. I don't give a shit. I'll take 13 points.
3: I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints minus three against the reeling Cooper cupless Rams. I think that uh, I don't love the Saints, but I don't love the Rams either. I don't trust the Rams. Paul,
1: thinks the Saints are going to come marching in.
3: Yeah, I think the Rams you know, Paul, are going to march in the there and lose.
1: Rams all went to Applebee's after that Super Bowl, and I don't think mentally they've come back. I don't know what's going I mean. Look, injuries are injuries, but uh, they are one of the most inconsistent fucking teams out there. They're coming off a brutal loss, though, Paul.
3: Yeah, I don't. I think three.
1: I don't like that game
3: on the road in the dome. I like the Saints. I think the Rams. No Cooper. I love the
1: Saints. I love New Orleans too. I don't know when the Saints.
3: I I fucking hate the Rams.
1: I hate these fucking teams that they just won't be who, who they are, you know? Hey, Bill,
3: Bill. Oh, when the
1: Saints go marching go mark- in. in oh, and they the- cover for Paulie. <laughs> He's gonna get a pair <laughs> of Air <their> Jordans <laughs> and start talking shit about the book. I'm seeing it now. I see the games. Sorry. Um all right, here's my one crazy pick for the fucking week. I don't know what I'm going to do here. I might take the Pats, lay in three and a half, but are they going to beat the Jets twice?
3: Is that I really
1: so. going to happen, Paul? Jets beat the Bills. I'm going to stay away from that game too, Paul. As much as I fucking shit on you and your gorgeous uh, figure skater um, hoodie, um, I'm going to uh, stay away from that game. And uh, I don't know why, but I'm going to take the Raiders, get two and a half in Denver with my old division rivalry, which I've heard you, you're starting to come around that, Paul. You're coming to that church of the original, right. division rivalry. Games are always close. Um, the Broncos with 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 fucking uh, Lando Calrissian as their quarterback, like nobody's fucking shooting the shit with them. They can't text them. I just don't think that there's anything going on in there. The fucking Raiders stink, though. They the do. The fucking Raiders stink. So, so does Denver, though. Both of those Denver stink. Stinks Denver stinks too. Who won the Who won that first game when they played each other? Um, Andrew Broncos. Did they go into the Raiders? Um, beautiful I think it was stadium. Super. One, I, think.
3: I, I think it was a super
1: close game, but. Well, why did you take my Colts? Why did you fuck up my week and take my goddamn Colts? You know, I'm not saying I don't still love you, but like, I really took that one personally. Of all the things you've done to me over the years, Paul, for you to take the fucking Colts in Week Eleven. What have I I done? All I've
3: done to you over the years is be a friend.
1: (laughs) They lost in week. uh,
4: The Broncos lost in Week Four uh, to uh,
1: the Raiders, twenty-three to thirty-two. All right, fuck that. They're not. They're not going to fucking lose to them twice. They should, but they won't because the Raiders are the Raiders. All right, so now what I have to do, Paul, is I have to pull a game out of my ass over here.
3: You also got to get back on camera.
1: Yeah, I think you tapped the... Uh... Hey, sometimes the mystery of it is what's great. You know what? <laughs> is that is that Bill's-Browns game still seven and a half? <laughs> yes. Uh... I fucking hate that game, and I hate the Bengals-Steelers. Like, who the fuck knows what's going to happen there? Um. You know what? Fuck the Browns. The Bills have coming off a heartbreaking loss. Um, Andrew, oh, this, make sure you this cross off the Raiders. One in three written all over it. This fucking week has one and three written all over it. Oh, Paulie throws a fucking wrench in there. Um, yeah, it's the Browns. Why do they have to be seven and a half though? They're going to go into the pre Fuck me. Oh, that's all right. I'll take them. I'll take the bills. You know, Paul, you, you can catch up this week. You know? Well, let me ask you qu- real quick, though. Oh, let me I, ask got, you- I got a number for you. 1,455. What does that mean to you?
3: 1,455.
1: Uh-huh. I just um, saw you in your high school career. Anytime you got asked a question, you repeated the question to buy some time, knowing full well you didn't have the answer. 100- what is the Pythagorean Theorem? I know, I
3: know it. I know it. I know it. 100- one thousand four hundred fifty five. The amount of times my wife broke my balls. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the. Le- that's how many days since I had a drink. Oh my god! Oh, how sad is that,
3: dude. I'm on day eight. No, I'm on day eleven right now. I got to tell you something, dude. You can't. Uh, being sober is the greatest thing ever, man.
1: It is. Paul, well, do you know why they say you know when you're sober you go I slept like a baby? Why? Right. It's because babies don't drink and smoke cigars. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're like you're, you know if you if you're raising a baby right, it's straight edge, it's completely sober. So when yeah. it's fucking tired, the only thing is they get mad because they don't understand being tired. But once they go to bed, that's that's it. They're out. They're out. Like they're like that sweaty head out. <laughs>
3: yeah that that oh that nap i know that nap the
1: little wet side the wetness right here oh dude you know my son doesn't want to get up sometimes i go in there i get it and i come walking in i'm like hey buddy you want to get up and he just looks at me for a second he goes (laughs) like all right
3: dude the more you the more (laughs) i learn about that kid the more dude my mom said her girlfriends thought something was wrong with me. They're like, "Didn't he go down for a nap at ten, and then like woke up like before dinner, dude?" I, dude, I been down. I like staying down. I play hard. I, you know, I play hard. I rest hard. What can you do, Andrew? <laughs> ah,
1: <Yeah. laughs> uh, I would have loved to seen Paul, baby, baby Paul Versey Would have been the greatest thing ever.
3: Oh, dude. Dude, I was like one of the only kids that didn't rush up on Christmas morning.
1: I was I was like, the
3: presents aren't going anywhere. <laughs> my younger brother would be like, he's not coming. They have it on camcorder, like the big camcorders. They walked into the bedroom. It's pitch black. And they go, come on. And I go, huh? And I go, you want to go? And you just hear my younger brother go to my parents. He's not getting up.
1: Fucking Christmas morning, um, dude! You are hilarious. Your your ancestors left the Mediterranean, but you never did that shit. You you dude you you get it. You understand. Dude,
3: remember way. we were on your bus? Remember we were on the bus tour? I'd wake up around 11, eleven every day on the bus tour, and I'd wake up to hearing Bartnick, Burr, and whoever else was on the bus sitting up watching tv and i would just walk into the main cabin and they would just start laughing with the look on my face
1: <laughs> you remember that because dude you would get up at eleven thirty, 30 and you look like somebody woke you up at four in the morning like i've never <laughs> seen a guy like you wake up dude. there's an element of it's the only time of the day that you're like visibly upset you say you look like, like you somebody to, acclimate to the fact that your sleep time is over
3: Yeah, I remember you said to me once, you go, Verzi, why do you look like somebody wronged you?
1: Yeah, that's how you... I remember we did that tour through Canada. My whole fucking thing was, I figured you out quick. I was like, Paul has to make the first call of the day. I can't text him and ask when he wants... Dude, you were in the best mood. Every place we stayed, you came downstairs, you're like, dude, is it me? Or was that the greatest bed you've ever slept in in your life? And all it was was you got to sleep until we were getting up, dude. That was such a fucking great trip. I
3: I had a little I had little babies at the time. They were really young, and dude, me and you were together every day. I believe twenty two shows for twenty days. Twenty two or twenty three days. We did not fight one time because yeah, we figured each other. That was when we figured each other out. Bill was like, "All right, I'm gonna hear from Verzi at eleven, so we'll go to
1: lunch." <laughs> we just had it down, dude. You got to know your I got friend. your tendencies down. I broke you down. I'm like, Paul likes to fucking sleep. I don't. That's going to be a problem. Leave him alone. Let him text you. Let him call you, Paul. That's that right there, Paul. That's how. That's how you fucking stay married. That's 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 I, what a I friendship is like. I figured out my wife's tendencies. I know the areas where I annoy her. I still do most of them, but I do enough of them. Not anymore. I almost got lost in my own sentence there um all right we got the money bill you know what time it's
3: bill you know what time it is oh shit oh by the way i have to say this about you my friend i have to say this about you okay Uh, i'll keep it to yourself your fucking washington commander's call not only forget the pick winning forget the pick coming in okay because that Dude, you said why it would happen. And even though we didn't hit the Monday night special, because that fucking asshole didn't throw a touchdown. Everything else we had, we had the over, we had the commanders. He didn't throw. But people said, dude, I made some money taking Washington. Great pick. But Bill, you broke down. You actually said on camera, Paulie, not only do I think they're going to cover, they could win this fucking game. And then you said why, and that's what happened. Now I if we said could... they
1: could though. Nah, but that's you said the way it was called it. I said that they were gonna win it.
3: Well, what do you think this week, Bill? This week we got the Arizona
1: nice P- when the Patriots are undefeated and you were just going like, "You know, I don't know, man. I mean, I think the Giants could surprise some people today. You, you hedged your bet." So when they did, you were like, "What did I say?" What did I, you what did you say you said they could maybe win today?
3: <laughs> I you know it's funny about that game. I remember I texted you. I texted you. It's one of, this is before we kind of knew each other. I texted you, and you talk about feeling each other's tendencies. I started to learn about, like, what to say with you in sports when you don't know you versus what to say with you when you do know you, and I just go, dude, the Giants came to play today, and you just texted back, Paul, it's the Super Bowl, and I fucking almost fell down laughing. <laughs> I
1: know. Still I'll one of the most what, overrated Bill, the victories de- of all fucking time.
3: <laughs> I tell you what, Bill, they look like they're really into this game. They really look like they're into the Super Bowl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. Um, that, right, that whole fucking season was the most overhyped. Sports changed that year.
3: Oh, shit. Where's the line go? Hold on. All right, Bill. We got the. the we Giants got...
1: fans go, what are you talking about? They were undefeated. And I always say, we played each other last game of the year. We won on the last play.
3: I was at that game, dude. That was It was, was nuts.
1: 36 to like 33. And then no, two it we was 38
3: 35.
1: 30, 11 point, whatever the fuck it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was dude. That Whatever, was the best like, oh my god, can you believe that team that it took them fucking four quarters to beat won the game? <laughs> dude, if we were like 17 and one going into that and then we lost to would have just been a, a great Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It um, is it is true. And it's yeah, also true that all these fucking stupid quarterbacks now. None of them know how to run the two minute offense cuz you don't need to know how to run a fucking two minute offense when you get a 20 yard cushion and then not even guarding the sidelines and you are getting free 20 yard first down timeouts the whole fucking way down the field. The fuck am I doing taking the Bills? I should have stayed with the Raiders.
3: <laughs> what do you think, Bill? We got the 49ers going I think into I'm Arizona Cardinals this
1: week. What'd you say? Oh, fuck the Cardinals. They had their Super Bowl last week. You know, they beat the Applebee Rams.
4: The
3: line is eight, though. The line's eight. The line is eight. Ah. I know. The number is just
1: <clears throat> division rivalry games are usually close. What happened the first time they played?
3: Um, I think the Niners won. Or or is this the first meeting?
1: it's november i bet it's the second it's gotta be you never know sometimes they have a weird schedule where they fucking november december
3: dude i was talking on my podcast dude thanksgiving is overrated it's fucking overrated
1: you know paul i think you're you say some dumb shit like that
3: no it is it is it's it's i'm the more i get older the more i actually don't like it as much it's still good but it's not i mean it can't even touch i mean it's not even close to any other other big ones you know because you want you want to know why i'm gonna tell you what
1: wait 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 like what hold
3: on let me tell you why there's
1: only one other big one (laughs) There's christmas what are you gonna throw halloween in there
3: no, Easter's a Easter Sunday's, you know. I mean, but Easter Sunday's. I guess Easter it's not Easter
1: Sunday.
3: No, 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 but but that's Christmas. like in
1: the USFL of fucking holidays. <laughs> Easter Sunday is a joke. That's like I mean, if I gotta them my power rankings, they're slightly ahead of Flag Day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you Easter wanna know Easter
1: Sunday? No, you know what? I oh, guess that it's... long-ass fucking mass where they go all through the Psalms Palm Sunday and everybody walks out. I fucking hate from the ashes to the fucking palms. <coughs> well, I hate this, that whole fucking period. Lent. This, this is my problem what with that What are you experiment. giving up? Why don't you give up raping boys, you fucking cunts?
3: <laughs> hey, all right, all right. Uh... <laughs> Um, Wait,
1: what the fuck is wrong with
3: Thanksgiving?
0: You don't have to buy any gifts. No, here's the thing with Thanksgiving: you eat great food. Thanksgiving, you get to watch
1: your relatives fight with each other if you're above it. Because,
3: but the reason why people will fight on Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving is a holiday where some people that you really sometimes don't love, dude. If you come to my house on Christmas or Christmas Eve, I have to love you. I have. What just happened? No, no, no.
1: If you come to you my mean, house. You had on... the soothing sounds of, of easy listening. And then you just started screaming. You're like, no. Thanksgiving is a thing. You go to my fucking house. <laughs> you put Dick Gregory on me. <laughs> no, no, no. If you're going to
3: be around my children and my house on There's Christmas. No hope
1: Christmas, on Thanksgiving, <laughs>
3: motherfucker. I love you. You know what I mean? I have to love you to be at my house on Christmas. Love. True love. Come Christmas It's oh about your immediate family. Thanksgiving, you get somebody there that you fucking never see the whole year and they could say something fucking dumb and you're just sitting there with a fake smile. Can't wait till the fucking those people leave where you could be with the people you really want to be with. And that's football, not my
1: experience on Thanksgiving, Paul, because uh, those people don't get an invite. If you're a cunt, you're not coming to my table. That's on you. You're blaming the holiday, but it's on you. I'm not saying Paul, you gotta be master your own table. You got to be uh, master of your own table. Take away
3: football. Take away football on Thanksgiving. It's <laughs> over. It's fucking Why? the day's over. Why? It, t- if you took the NFL away on Thanksgiving, what do you got? You're sitting around
1: there with, oh, yeah. All right. Take away fucking presents on Christmas. What do you got? A bunch of people standing around a fucking tree.
3: Ah, dude. You got the lights. You got the tree. You got the fucking songs, <laughs> dude. Silent night? Are you out of your fucking mind, dude? Silent night is the first of all. What did I
1: shit. say about Silent Night? Why are you saying I'm out of my fucking mind? What do you mean?
0: No, no, you I'm said saying.
1: What are you fucking mind? You jumped no. into that like I just said. Silent night sucked.
3: <laughs> no, you said a tree and everything. You're f- completely forgetting the great music. The amazing Christmas music stuff. is for insane people. No, no, it's for happy people, man. It's a fucking festive time. Well, why festive do you look so time? upset? It's a festive time. Because you're All sitting right. here, tr- you're well, trying stop to put yelling the-
1: at me about your festivities.
3: No, you're trying to put Thanksgiving on the same fucking level as Christmas. I am not. You just you said it
1: was overrated. You just said Uh, I like Christmas better. You know we wouldn't be yelling at each other.
3: I'm starting to dislike Thanksgiving the older
1: I get. (laughs) You know what it is, Paul? You have a couple of people that you shouldn't invite, and you don't have the balls to uninvite them. Hey, it's my wife's Italian. It's all about food.
3: Hey, it's my wife's fault. Okay. There's certain things I got. There's certain things I got to hold in. Okay. Um, no, yeah, it's it's that you're actually. That's that's right. I got an
1: idea. When that person says what they're gonna say to ruin another Thanksgiving, just have a bell <laughs> and just be like, ding 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 ding. There it is. Did you feel it? We were all having a good time. <laughs> and then <she> <laughs> and, yeah. And then you give her like the turnover chain. Or something like yeah. that. The fucking... The, you put it around her neck. <laughs> all right? And then she's just a fucking idiot for the rest of the... She's I got love the that. Chain. It's like the jerk-off chain or something like that. Dude, I love that. You just see an,
3: a loud-mouthed uncle with a big fucking thing around his neck. and like, all oh, right, it was me. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's all, like, bedazzled. I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to do that. You got to get a bell, oh. you got to get the chain. It's got to say I ruined it. I ruined Thanksgiving.
3: Dude, y- dude, y- Bill, <laughs> when me when me and Bill first when when I would confide in Bill about my relationship early cuz I was one of the young, you know, younger comics to have a family. I would call Bill and go, "Dude, dude, here's the one thing. I don't know if you remember this." I go, "Here's the one thing." I go, "Christmas Eve, it's my." Nobody's fu- <laughs> I said it early to my wife. I go, Christmas Eve, I hold, just because of things when I was younger, my parents, when they were divorced, we would go to my grandmother's. It was the greatest night of my life, Christmas Eve. I don't compromise Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve.
1: Okay, so now you have Christmas Eve. So now what you have to do is what all powerful countries do. You now have to do an overreach. This is like when Germany went into Austria. You have to take Thanksgiving. Okay? You got you to... Gotta, <laughs> You gotta create some sort of something. You gotta, you gotta have fun,
3: dude. Do you remember you sent me those Cubans, dude? You gave me a memory. I'm gonna tell you something about what you did. You gave me a memory on thanks on Christmas Eve once, where I just, just the timing of the day that it was and the mail, whatever happened. <coughs> you sent me Cubans, and they literally showed up to the house and my older brother's there my younger brother's there it was christmas fucking eve and we opened this package and it's cubans and it was from you and me my older brother younger brother went outside and we smoked a cuban on christmas eve and i'm probably like at least 3 4 whiskeys in wine and i just was like this is the greatest and 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 none of those people would fucking have been at my house on the on on that that were there on thanksgiving
1: well, why don't you invite them on Thanksgiving? I mean, I hate because they're fair. Have a draft, Paul. <laughs> Stock your team. Yeah. And then yeah. you just run it down their throats. This is what you do. This Whoever the asshole is, Paul, you get their tendencies down. And then what you do is you just say things that irritate them. And then that becomes the game within the game. I have a buddy of mine. His mother-in-law is is a narcissist and it used to drive him nuts but now you know what he does and this is for anybody out there we all deal with narcissists this is the way you handle them you know what he does he overly he starts overly complimenting one of her friends and it drives the mother-in-law fucking nuts i mean it's it's one of the it's like i have That the is move. one
3: of the greatest things that i have ever heard that is psychological warfare but
1: he, he does it to her uh, it's so great well, say her name's Gail. We'll be like, Gail, I have to tell you something. Your friend Susan has got to be one of the nicest people, and he won't shut up. He oh, won't shut God. up until she, like, fucking has to walk away. And when oh. she comes back, he keeps bringing it up, and it, it becomes, like, fucking repellent. Like, she won't go near him.
3: Oh, that, dude, that's, like, the most genius thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Oh, there you go. she...
1: like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, Paul. All all the fucking winners we picked this year, that's that's the fucking gift of the year right there. How to handle a fucking narcissist. Because they're literally mentally ill people that can hold down a fucking job, wipe their ass, and pay their taxes. So we have to interact with them. You can't stick them in a loony bin. And you just have to fucking
3: deal with these people. That's fucking great, dude. Yeah. And they don't want to come near you and talk to you because it's something that they don't want to hear. That's fantastic.
1: Right. Now, Uh, here's the thing. You know, if you can, you have to cut all the narcissists out of your life. You just have to do it, which I've done at this point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is tough because sometimes it can be a family member.
3: (laughs) Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's the other thing too, you know? Uh, Yeah, I
1: don't do that Italian thing. It's fucking family. If you're an asshole, dude, cement shoes. You're right over, you're right over the fucking side. No, yeah, life's too short to
3: not, especially in the holidays.
1: Yeah, Paul. So here's the deal: we found out what the real problem is. It's not Thanksgiving. It's not that, Paul. You, I mean, who, who doesn't like to eat? Who doesn't mm-hmm. like to sit down? You with your little glass of grape juice? There's no way you're wearing that white hoodie. I'll tell you right that on Thanksgiving, no fucking way. <laughs> oh no, I get you. wear that? You wear all that all on Christmas stuff. Eve, Silent Night? I'm looking like a fucking snowman out there. You would not do that on Thanksgiving. Um, you're coming there in some autumn colors. You know what it is, Paul. I can already see it in your face. It's like you're walking into the building. You're anticipating a loss. You're not going there to win. I want you to win this Thanksgiving, Paul.
3: Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Thanksgiving, I'm always in a prevent defense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a prevent defense, Bill. I just I give too much of a cushion. <laughs>
1: Dude, I think the turnover chain that says, like, you turned it over from a good time to a bad time, and it just says, I ruined Thanksgiving, is so fucking silly. Everybody's going to laugh. No one's going to give a fuck what the person said. <laughs> the bell, some sort of, it was those fucking uh, weird, something from a joke shop.
3: Oh, uh, that's fucked, dude. That's so fucking funny. Um, all right, so are we going to take the Niners' given eight so fuck it. I mean, we could, but. <clears throat> Where's the game? The game is in Arizona. The under over is 43 and a half.
1: I take Arizona. Take the points because the 49ers will kick the shit out of them. and Then they'll just fucking go into a prevent They'll, get, right. a fucking, hey, you, they'll get a fucking. Here you They're going to make a wish touchdown.
4: They haven't All played right. yet this year. You would ask before. They haven't played yet.
1: What do
3: we think about the under over 43 and a half?
1: I think this game's going to be boring. Yeah, under. Under? Under?
3: (coughs) All right. So now we only have one other question. So we're going to take Arizona plus eight. We're going to take under 43.5. Uh huh. Do we do Jimmy G to throw one or do we do Christian McCaffrey to
1: get a touchdown? We're not going to bet on an Italian here. Yes we are.
3: Yes we are. Come here, you.
1: Come here, you.
3: Great point. My my fault. My fault. Good looking Italian Because you're,
1: you're already anticipating a loss on Thanksgiving, Paul. You're not you're not you're not thinking clearly here.
3: Listen, you gotta get me to December. Get me to December, I go on a win streak.
1: <laughs> That's such a Sicilian part of you. What? Yeah.
3: That Thanksgiving is dead to you. No, no, it's not dead to me. It's just not my favorite anymore.
1: It's not. It, it. Oh, Paul, let me tell you something. We get the fucking eggnog going, right? Me and my wife, We I, I taped the game. We watched the fucking, uh, the Westminster dog show. We we had back-to-back years. We picked the fucking, uh, the winner. I The one year, the Bloodhound won. It was just like, it was over. I mean, the fucking yeah,
3: thing who- was gorgeous. Well, here's my question. Who comes to your house on Thanksgiving? Who's, how many people are in the group?
1: Hey, Paul. I'm master of my table. I have nothing but cool ass people come to my table. This is a great thing when you're in your 50s. Like when somebody has nowhere to go on Thanksgiving, it's because they're an asshole.
3: Yeah, yes. And I don't like that person yeah, coming. Yeah. I don't like yeah. that. Per- I,
1: don't, I don't like the. I don't no, need have some grifter be- who's in town for the fucking weekend coming in eating my stuff. No,
3: and I got a fucking <laughs> family member. I got a fucking family member <laughs> fucking that fucking man wants that person up.
1: there. Yeah, oh, yeah. we got trouble right here, in yeah. River City. Yeah, we got trouble, <laughs> buddy, because I don't have enough yeah. fucking seats for
3: you. Dude, don't get me started, because I got a family member that oh they had nowhere to go. You want? Can they come?
1: There's no. a reason. No. That's the Can't fucking. Come. That's uh. I'm, I'm actually stepping on Bartnick's homeless joke. You're yeah. homeless for a reason.
3: <laughs> yeah, you're an asshole. If you don't have a couch to sit. Somebody's gonna like put up on a couch. It's a great joke.
4: Uh, this game is in Mexico City. It's not in Arizona. Oh. oh. And also the Niners have the I mean I think they're top rated. I think their defense is like number 1 right now. So uh
3: Yeah, but Arizona's going to come and want to play good in that in that environment too. The eight points is good. <laughs> Do you want to yeah, change every,
1: everything is pointing towards you take the fucking 49ers. And that's why that's why Vegas wins.
3: No, and you know what? I, I like Arizona, like, on a big showcase night like that to kind of fucking division rival, man. I like it. I like
1: and they're it. they're going to go down there, and a couple players are going to do something stupid. They're going to party a little bit, and I think that's going to work in the... Uh the fucking Cardinals favor. Dude, back in the day you you could guarantee that. Now the NFL's run like a a dictatorship.
3: Dude, you want to know what it is? I just figured it out, dude. You oh, want to you know wag what it is? Your finger at me, these you son fucking of a bitch. These people go like this. They go, "Hey, we just thought it would be nice to have them. They didn't have a Thanksgiving, and they want to be the fucking – they want the people there so they look like I brought them. So you know what they do? They go to work and tell people, yeah, yeah. We, we didn't know. that They didn't have anybody. We brought them there. Fuck, Fuck John you your Candy this half a
1: car to keep driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's the, always the, somebody. If Yeah, if
3: Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was a real movie, fucking uh, Steve Martin would have popped a bottle of champagne when he finally got on that train and said, oh, I'm out of this fucking nightmare and left him at the train
1: station. <laughs>
3: <coughs> great movie, though, by the way. John Candy Legend. Rest it is, is a short. great movie. All right. So there you go, right, guys. So Jim,
1: Jimmy G's going to
3: throw one. Jimmy G's going to throw one. We're going to go Oh, no, is he going to run one in, Paul? Uh, that that counts, right? Either way, Jimmy G. No, for no, the no. We got to
4: be specific.
3: We got to be specific. Yeah. He's not going to run one. he he does he's not. A, he's a throw. He's going to throw one. And he's got he's got the weapons to throw it to, too. So all right. So Jimmy G to throw one under 43 and a half. And we're going to take the Arizona Cardinals getting a snowman.
1: Getting getting eight.
3: Yes. Um, all right. Well, there you go. We got our picks here. You got our picks here. So there's right a guy here.
1: going down the river in literally what looks like a box. Like there's nothing aerodynamic. It floats. I don't know what the I'm in Jacksonville, man. Shit gets gets a little wild out here. All right, that's the Monday night special. That's the anything better.
3: Hey Bill, what are you doing for breakfast today? Are you going eggs benny or are you going omelet? What what's going on over there?
1: I'm going to the gym and then after the gym I'll probably get like an apple or an orange.
3: Hey Bill, you gonna have a gator omelet? I'm telling you, man, with the eggs.
1: It's it tastes just like chicken. No, it doesn't. It tastes like a fucking reptile. Yes, that's it what does. it
3: tastes like. All right, guys. Well, listen. I just want to all tell right, you. I gotta, I gotta
1: take this phone call. All Have right. a good Friday. Au revoir. Uh, um,
3: all right, everybody. Well, there you go. That was mine and Bill's picks for uh, NFL Week number 11. I can't believe how this season is. Dude, I can't believe that this season is, is is going as fast as it's going. But we want to let everybody know that we're having such a great time with BetMGM and we want you to get involved and we want to make you some money. Uh, we know that this Monday night sp- uh, special year, we've we've been close. We're going to try to get one for you, at least one. Um, but make sure, man, the way to uh, use the BetMGM app, it's very simple. All you got to do is uh, go to the App Store and download and get the BetMGM app. All you have to do is put in bonus code BURR. That's B-U-R-R. It's very, very simple. You could put as little as $10 in the account, and you get up to $1,000 in free bets, even if the bet loses. Just make sure you put in bonus code BURR. That's B-U-R-R. You can go uh, on the app, and when you click on the NFL, you will see the Monday Night Special, Anything Better, on the site. Click on that and ride with us with whatever, you know, Monday night special. You put a little money on there and and hopefully we make you some money with that. Um, Also, this is the other thing too, Andrew, that people could do if they were like, hey, I love their pick with the points on the Monday night special, uh, but I don't know if I love the under over. You could actually, I mean, even though it wouldn't be part of our thing you could go hey i like bill and paul's because that's what somebody said about the commanders yeah, build, your, last week. build
4: your own bet yeah, build but your yeah
3: own bet. Some, that's what somebody said about the somebody said about the actually i'm glad we're talking about this because people we never talked about this before people reached out to us and go hey thank you guys for picking the commanders against the eagles i went with that and they won money. So they didn't necessarily have to do the under over and the other thing for our thing, but they could go, "Hey, I went with that and we did make some people some money with the commanders." So if there's something, listen, there's sometimes I like a part of our Monday night special, but I'm a hesitant on the other. Um so uh you can do it that way uh as well. Um dude, yesterday, this is a little inside baseball we'll give uh to the to just a couple of minutes of overtime. I got to hey, I got to get out of here. My wife's home um i talked to andrew yesterday you remember and i go hey dude i go because this is coming out just a little bit late
4: 12 hours later we weren't able to we weren't able to uh record we
3: weren't able to record yesterday with like traveling and stuff so this is coming out basically 12 hours later or whatever than it normally would but i said to andrew i go dude i go The Packers are coming off a win. They're home. I know I'm staying away from them. The line is three. I go, I don't know if I would have picked them. Should I? And then I actually talked myself out of it with you. I go, you know something, though? I go, they still got to prove it. Like, I can't. You know, it is the Titans. The Titans are a good team. And then I'm driving to the city last night, and I'm listening on the radio. And they're like, Packers down 10 late in the fourth. And I'm going, woof. So, uh, I, and dude, I heard the Packers need to either run the table to have a chance. So I think it's pretty much over for the, I think it's over for green Bay.
4: Well, I mean, uh, you mean for the year, of course. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no, the only, there's no momentum. Nobody's yeah.
3: No, the, the only, the only window the Packers would have is to run the table from now until week 18. And I don't think that they, they just clearly don't have the power to do that. Um, yeah, some games that you guys
4: didn't cover. I uh, Bill almost took the Raiders. I, I mean, that's that that team is in shambles. I mean, they they like that that team was pronounced dead last week. Dude, uh, I'm
3: gonna. Yeah, it's funny you said. And that. the Broncos
4: also, I've maintained since like week four. I mean, three. Anyways, I mean, I they this Bill, I think maybe saw a little bit of Russell Wilson's past and his yes. present, thinking like, oh but he's not he's 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 terrible with this team i mean he's terrible with this team and it's not all his fault but he he gets at least a third
3: no he uh, it is a little bit of his fault because when you're not giving your own teammates your phone number when you're when your yeah. teammates are asking for your phone number and you're going talk to my people and that's the guy that you got to be protecting and that's yeah. the guy that's your fucking i said on i said on good morning football i said he's the new ellen you know, yeah. uh, and, and that's, you can't have that, but I agree with you. I think that, well, look, I'm four and a half games back, right? I'm four and a half games back of this thing and take away my Packers picks and my Raiders picks. And I'm probably somewhere right there. But I believed that I believed that Aaron Rodgers, Aaron fucking Rogers, who still can throw it the way he could throw it. I believe that they were going to do something. I was wrong about that um when, one you say, of the,
4: you, when you say do something you just mean win a few of these games or do you mean like be a playoff contender
3: yeah no i mean like these games that i pick against the spread you know i mean dude there was a game where i picked the packers and i think they were dogs like they like the packers were dogs against a team they couldn't and, and, and should beat a year ago and they just can't now um it just goes to show dude like you need you you know, and listen man it, it it's never good, dude. It's never good. This is one thing that that uh I think people need to you know, and I think people know it, but need to pay attention to when your quarterback is in the news a lot for things other than football, okay, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a domestic dispute. I don't care if it's a political view. I don't care if it's whatever it is. But when your quarterback, especially when your quarterback is publicly criticizing the organization he plays for, when you start seeing those things, when you start seeing a guy that's been a staple go, yeah, well, you know, I mean, listen, if we could get a good uh, offensive game plan, that's a direct shot.
4: All that comes down to is that, like, literally, it, it all just comes down to are you executing plays? And that's why Belichick is the way he is, because everything is within, he draws a circle around himself and his team, right? And yeah. it's just like everything on the other side of that line, everything else has nothing to do with what he's talking about. He that's doesn't right. care. He doesn't care about anything else. He's hyper-focused, and he's hyper-vigilant at the task at hand. That's, that's all of, that is a reduction of every quirk that Belichick has. It's just that's what it is now has there have there been times where maybe that's either backfired uh or maybe that like line of thinking is what led him to wanting to trade Brady and keep Jimmy G like I, I don't I don't know like you know that that's gossip stuff but um yeah so uh, as far as that goes yeah you can't have a quarterback in the news because you because I any, agree with it's that it's outside I, the lines you can't go outside the I,
3: I agree with that. I like that analogy too of like inside the circle and then outside of it doesn't make sense. I'm like yeah. dude, think about think about this dude Russell Wilson who like is not on great terms with the team. While they're sleeping on the airplane going to London, he's exercising up and down the aisles doing high knees up and down the aisles trying to like and dude, that like those guys are going like what the fuck is this guy like when you start hearing shit like that you know what Russell Wilson needs to be doing on an airplane going to London? He needs to be playing fucking cards with his offensive line laughing and being like, hey, dude, when we get to London, dude, dinner on me and let's fucking be a family and let's go fucking show the NFL that we're here. That's what a guy needs to do. And and when you do things like that, you're like, oh, I'll die for that, dude. You know, I'll fucking die for that, yeah, dude. Yeah, you know, yeah. to put it this way, if I'm going to say this, dude, if if, if Paul Versey was an NFL quarterback, those I would have those got dude those guys, I would be buying fuck dude my offense my center would just show up to his mansion and there would just be a Rolls Royce there and there'd be a fucking sticker on a window from me that said thank yeah you. I
4: mean like it's like you say that and then you start thinking like am I gonna buy this guy a Rolls Royce I mean like he could roll his ankle next week and then I gotta buy the new
3: <laughs> well no yeah probably not a Rolls Royce but like, I know I I'm, I'm just
4: go, I'm just saying I yeah, would yeah.
3: probably yeah no I would go maybe like not Rolls start Royce start talking like yourself out of it. No, no, maybe like the new electric BMW, something, you know, yeah. something like nice little toy for my, yeah. you know. yeah, um,
4: A to B, yeah. get them an A to B car.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going to, but here's what I'm interested in. If I can fight back in this and fight back and crawl to 500 in the next couple of weeks, hopefully knock on wood and still have had those Packer losses, um, I'll be all right. I'm happy that Bill is above 500 by half a game. And uh, I have some work to do to crawl back, but I look at it like this. I was eight games back two weeks ago. I was eight games back, and right now I'm four and a half. Now, I don't know. I could have a bad week. Maybe not. We'll see. But um, I hope everybody's enjoying these. And
4: um, I mean, I think the Philly Colts, I think that's probably the craziest one. Uh, Yeah, uh,
3: my Phillies Colts is crazy, especially Philly coming off of a Everybody, there's just nothing everybody. about the
4: Colts. There's nothing about the Colts that are going to overwhelm the Eagles.
3: Well, there's one thing. There's six one and a thing. Half. It's not eight. It's one, not
4: seven and a half. It's six and a half.
3: There's there's one thing about the Colts that I like. And it's that their running back, Jonathan Taylor, is really starting to come back and get a groove. And I also saw how the Washington Commanders just ran against the, the Eagles and they ran down you their throats to Philly.
4: You gotta lose once. You gotta lose once. I Listen, mean, you know. The, when, I, do, I, the, could, I when could the be... Patriots had probably one of their best years I think it was 2000 and it was the the second Super Bowl uh, and we we uh, I think we lost to like oh, I'm blanking I believe it was like week two or three of the Texans and I remember people going like, oh man, you know and it's just like and then you look at that whole year. And it's like we never should have lost to that team. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we yeah. never should have lost to that team. Uh, maybe it was the Titans. Maybe not. Not even around. And uh, uh, I can tell yeah.
3: you that. I can tell
4: you this: my Colts pick is either going
3: to be really bad <laughs> or really good. Yeah. I think they're either going to get blown out or it's going to be like, yeah. "Fuck, that was a yeah. good one." But listen, man, I got to shake it up. I got to get back. No, no, no. Um, it's, yeah, yeah. So there, you guys. That that this has been um, the preview for Week Eleven. I, I'm kind of sad that we're six weeks away from the NFL almost being seven weeks away from the NFL being over, which is like I feel like it just started. And um, hey, my Giants are seven and two, Andrew.
4: That's fun. That's fun. You got something you got you got a end of the season, you know.
3: Do you now here here's my last question for you before we get out of here. Sure. Um do you think that the Patriots beat the Jets minus three and a half in in um New England or no
4: um I actually think we win this game outright money line I don't know about I I, I do we yes, win by three and a half is tough do we win by two or three yeah I mean I always had them that's not even I don't know. I don't know. We we could win by two. We could win by ten. I don't know. I just think we win. I think we last second field two. goal. Last second field goal by one. Could see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's tough. why. Like, I don't what's that's. I would never on this game. I would never take. I would n- never go against the three and a half. I would just take money line. If I was, you know, if I was taking that game this week.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think they uh-huh. won. Yeah, no, I, I think the Patriots win the game. I just didn't like that half a point. They're the
4: same team. They're we they're both weak to weak teams. I mean, it's like they're five and four, Jets are six and three. I mean, it's not like, you know, Pats could have won one of those games in there and easily been six and three. So yeah. I think the Jets, because they suck so much, and it seems like they've been playing, you know, fairly well considering what they have, you know, and they've won some big games, it seems like they're better than they are because they've sucked. The Patriots feel like they're doing worse because they're usually like at least contenders. Anyways, that's my tip.
3: Actually, that's actually a really good point. It's like the Jets are playing good. They're playing good defense. They're winning some games. But for the Jets, it looks even better. Because they're they're kind of almost you feel like it's a rebuild with the new coach and all that stuff, and then with the Patriots you've just been such a staple in the NFL for the last twenty years yeah. that when there when there's even a little bit of a dip and no Brady you're mm-hmm. like oh shit so um, somebody said something recently it was uh, Leshon McCoy Shady McCoy uh and he said that he thinks bill belichick is eh, and without brady he's an under 500 coach and like he goes he's listen he goes he's a good coach but he goes with brady he's what he was he goes i don't think he's that good i don't necessarily agree with that that's that's
4: bullshit anytime i hear that stat that's bullshit when you say that somebody won if they had one quarterback for 20 years of their career and then you take the um, average of quarter of the average that any coach has in his career of a good, having like like a star quarterback, it might be one out of five. So now Belichick needs to coach two or three more quarterbacks, right? You know, considering he had Bledsoe for a little bit and then Brady. And then now we'll just, you know, I guess this yeah. is where we're at now. I mean, we haven't really had too many in between. I'm not, I'm not going to count, uh, what's his face? But, uh, yeah, so I, I think it's like, yeah, well, if he has six more quarterbacks – and he can't make fair. it happen in twenty years, then maybe you could say, yeah, he's only five hundred. But right now, with with a twenty year quarterback, he's like, well, he's 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 under five hundred without Brady. It's because he's been with Brady the whole time. What kind of stupid stat is that? I love
3: that. I love that. You're 100% right. And that's like saying, oh, well, what would Bill Walsh do, rest his soul, if he wasn't with Joe Montana for all those years?
4: <laughs> it's rich, yeah. Like,
3: yeah, it's like it's not fair to say that a guy figured out a system with a guy and they worked together great, and then all of a sudden one of those pieces leaves. Like, oh, well, he's not that good of a guy. It's like it's, it is it is kind of bullshit. It's kind of some hate and shit. Um, all right, everybody. All right, we are done. This has been Week 11 Preview. Me and uh, the Greek freak give you a little overtime, give you a little inside baseball on the thought process on where we are right now. We think it's kind of cool. Some of the fans mentioned that they liked it. So you know what? We'll fuck around. We're not going to do this every time, but you know, we'll talk a little shit. I hope everybody enjoys. Uh, this is the, um, Oh, this is the last week before the Thanksgiving games. My giants are playing the Cowboys on Thanksgiving in Dallas. Uh, oh, oh, that gives me the willies even thinking about I'll get into that next week. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your week, bet responsibly, download the app, bonus code burr, put in as little as 10 bucks, you get up to a thousand, enjoy everybody. And we will see you next week. And remember guys to bet, you got to be 21 years of age or older to wager in Arizona, Colorado, DC, Iowa, Indiana, Kansas, Michigan, Mississippi, New Jersey, New York, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Uh, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming only. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Uh, Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Uh, Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP for Arizona. Call 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, West Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 1-800-270-7117 for Confidential Help Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Call or text the Tennessee red line 800 889 nine seven eight nine in Tennessee or call one eight 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 seven 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 nine six nine six from Mississippi. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah and other states were prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada.